So, today is Valentine's Day, and let me, let me just, let me just scoot on close to the microphone, and we have a special, hold on, I'm just trying to adjust this. Yes. We have a very super special treat for the listeners. It is a, um, it, it is a Five Nights at Freddy's fanfic. Oh, my coke got me. <laughs> Saya's read it a little. I have not. I skimmed it. I had to explain to her the lore behind Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> and I'll just give the gist of it now. Um, this one takes place, like, I think after Security Breach, from what you've told me, or during Security Breach. I think breach. it takes place during. Either way. It involves um, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, which was the last FNAF game that came out. And it takes place many, many, many years after, like, all the original games. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's... There, there was just a lot going on in this story There's for me. a lot for her. Um, it could be good. It might... I don't know. Um, it really was, like, the slow burn and slow build for me, because, like, there, there just should not be those things here. Uh, it's a character insert, isn't it? Yes. We have to or have a your name. your name insert. Yeah, we have to have a name. <sighs> what should her name be? I don't know why, but when I was reading through this yesterday, the first thing that came to me was Stephanie. 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 <laughs> okay, her name is Stephanie. Her name will be Stephanie, and she 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 fucks Glamrock Freddy at some point. Ah, uh, don't spoil it. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I guess I'll have to bleep that out now. <laughs> um, there's there are things that happen in here, but the summary it's the story is called "It's Been So Long," and the summary is. You're a living nanny for a young boy by the name of Gregory Anderson, having raised him more than his neglectful biological parents since his birth. You love him like he was your own son. When his mother takes him out of your care and gives you the day off, you receive a phone call that is every worst parent's worst nightmare. Gregory has gone missing. Now, I get it's like taking liberties with kind of the story with Gregory, but it's kind of, it's heavily implied that like in the game he's homeless, a runaway. Like, yeah, it's very heavily implied that he's like, he ran away from home. We don't get any hints of his actual parents. That's why, like, the fatherly connection that he builds with the animatronic is a... Well, fret not, all that's here in this Shit. story, and it's even worse. <laughs> also, I hate the trope that just because um, a family has a nanny, it means that they're neglectful. Right? Because that's not really the case. It's just... They need it. it well, it's the whole like both parents are obviously busy then, cause like, and they just need that extra help. That's that's really all it is. Like there are probably some families that have that dynamic, but usually the whole case is supposed to be um. Especially if you have young kids. Yeah, if you have. You know, once they start getting into their mid-teens early mid-teens, and it's like, you know, there's not all that necessary anymore. There's nothing wrong with having a nanny. Not at all. 
But, okay, she calls this chapter one the prologue since last I've seen my son. Um, if this is just a writing tip that I'm going to nitpick a little, because I always nitpick. <laughs> you sure do, Maya. Um, just call it the prologue versus chapter one, because chapter one and the prologue are two different things. They friggin' are. Okay. Starting. You had an... Oh, God, it's in this format. It in it's this in this format. format. Sure freaking is. I really outdid myself on this one. I fucking hate this. You hadn't been able to breathe since you got the call. It had been 5.32 p.m. Specifically. We're... Specifically. <laughs> oh, my God, we're getting specifics. You were planning on getting Chinese food for dinner. And why, didn't just... she te- why didn't the writer tell us our order? Kung Pao Chicken. Since it was 5.32 and I was planning on getting Chinese food. Kung Pao Chicken with the fried rice. I like white rice with orange chicken. This is a reader insert. Well, this is my version of the... You know, we'll compromise beef and broccoli with white rice. Uh, I'm not that fond of the beef and broccoli. What do we both like? Do we both like the sweet and sour chicken? No. Damn it. We'll we'll do... Since this is a combination of... Okay, what about the General Tso's chicken? Okay, that's fair. I was just going to say cream cheese puffs because both... General Tso's chicken, white rice, cream cheese puffs. But from what I can gather of Stephanie, she sounds very boring, so... (laughs) I'm going to assume she just gets plain white rice. Um, what's, well, I was going to say, Saya, orange chicken is the most basic thing to get at a Chinese restaurant. Hey, now. But so is beef and broccoli. It is. So we can't really. We can't really judge. No. But usually if, uh, this is just going on the tan, I love trying different things at different restaurants. (laughs) Korean short ribs are so good. I wanted to try those for a while. They're so good. Anyways. Anyways, and you just gotten back to the guest house that you lived in when, well, da 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 Mrs. Anderson called. She couldn't just come to the thing, I guess, but I'm guessing they were at the pizza plex. You had been given the day off. You were a full-time live-in nanny to her and Mr. Anderson's son, Gregory. And while he, you had an odd feeling about leaving Gregory that, Gregory that morning, you were not his mother though you had spent more time bonding with and raising him than his actual parents. Again, with... Okay. If you do raise a... If you are, like, a living nanny and you do, like, raise a kid from a young age, like, you're you're helping, obviously, and you do form a different type of bond with them, like, again, obviously, because you're a caregiver in this respect. It won't be the same as a parental bond, but you're a caregiver to this child. Yeah. And again, like, we don't... This is, again, just me nitpicking, and I hate when... Okay, this... I love certain reader inserts, but I also hate certain reader inserts when they, like... What... Like, put too much specifics into this. Like... (laughs) We understand... (laughs) It, it ruins the illusion for me, okay? <laughs> it, I can't get into... I can't put myself in the character. I can't. But that's why I picked this. Because uh, <laughs> it was so unlike either or both of us. It hadn't been your place to insist that you didn't mind taking care of Gregory after school, even though you should have, but you hadn't. 
Oh, why hadn't you insist you were fine to work today? According to Gregory's mother, she had taken him to the Pizzaplex only a half hour away from their home after pulling him out of school early, and, well, she wouldn't give you the details. All you knew was that she lost him. She lost him. Okay, but this doesn't make sense. <laughs> the Pizzaplex closes at midnight. <laughs> and it is 5.32 p.m. Also, she's having dinner at 5.32 p.m. Exactly, 5.32 p.m. You had been in a blind panic ever since, driving like a maniac after abandoning your evening plans, including the Chinese food that's just sitting out on the counter. Just, <laughs> It's just going to collect a bunch of bacteria. Yes. Your phone conversation with Diane having gone something like this. Her name is Diane Anderson. <laughs> Thanks for just dropping her name right there. <laughs> What do you mean he's gone? I mean, Stephanie, please. She had sobbed into the phone. My baby is gone. I I need you. Please get here quick. Get what? Mrs. Anderson, please take a breath. Where are you? Oh, we're at the uh, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza Plex on. Uh, uh, what is the road called? Got it, got it. I no, Have you called 911? What? Have you called 911? No, no, the security officer told me that they would handle it. Diane, you need to hang up with me and then call the police. There's no response aside from crying as you almost run a red light slamming on your brakes before you get T-boned. Diane, why are you lecturing me? She cries again. The pizza plex doesn't sound crowded on the other end of the phone. And while you want to ask her why she's standing instead of looking for Gregory, you didn't want to get any more worked up and end up in a car accident. We, oh. we get it. We get it. You're driving. Uh, usually, yeah, it is the establishment that handles everything. It is. Like, they, they're the ones that call in the police, because, you, you know how, like, many times it happens where, like, a kid just spontaneously goes missing at Target? She's right. And then... It's a little <laughs> unnecessary. It is. It, it happens, but then it's like they call a code, and then you, like, you look... And if a certain amount of time passes and you can't find the kid, that's and when you call the whole, police. There's a whole system. There's a this. whole system. It's like you don't just call instantly if they're missing because it's like they could be just in a completely other part of the pizza mm -hmm. plex itself. But if, yeah, if you're looking for like... That's honestly one of the most annoying things about children, because I used to do that to my mom all the time, because yeah. I was so small. Oh my god. <laughs> my that mom... An asshole. Okay, my mom got left places a lot when she was a child because she was so quiet. She got left at the <laughs> beach before. No, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think she got left at a store, too. Oh, I'm sorry to laugh at you. <laughs> no, it's my grandmother telling me these stories and she oh, like no. she's like she like she's like she was so quiet and i'm like <laughs> she did have four other kids too okay fair enough the four other kids were super loud and here's the thing it's like the beach trip one it was like it was like their family and then another family okay so it was like a bunch of kids oh, so it was kind of like a home alone situation <laughs> it's just like so many kids oh, no. yeah also, they usually, the parent, they have the parent sit down somewhere and get them yeah. to chill the fuck down. 
chill the fuck down. <laughs> chill the fuck down. <laughs> because it's kind of, or they have them stay in the last place where the kids saw them. Yeah. That way if the kid's like, oh, yeah, I'll go back here, then they find them, and it's like, yeah. But that's how that usually works. So yeah, Stephanie, you're not necessarily in the right to be saying call the police when it's Yeah, Stephanie's gonna need to chill the fuck down. Yep. Um... You peel into the parking lot, not even bothering to lock your goddamn car before sprinting through the parking lot. Oh, oh are we in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, I guess. In the dying light of the evening, throwing open the main door. Wait, what time is it now? What time of the year is it? Uh, where, where is the location of this supposed to be? Like, in the, in, in the canon? Is, do we have a location, or is it just... It doesn't really say where. I think if you looked at a... Like, if you looked at the wiki, you'd probably say, like, where the original one was, like, established or something. I know it's, like, in America. obviously. (laughs) Even though William Afton is British, I think. Maybe that's someone's headcanon that I'm, like, just adapting because, like, there's so many different things that are canon and headcanon that I can't get... I can't get something straight. (laughs) But, um... Well... Because we live in the Midwest, I'm going to put this in the Midwest, especially because it's starting to get dark at 6 o'clock. So that means it's the winter. Yeah, roughly. It's getting there. Yeah. It's either getting there or just leaving. (laughs) I mean, if it's dark by 5, that means it's starting to leave. Because usually when it, at the beginning stages, it's like 4 o'clock. Maybe I was thinking more like October, early November, when I was like, it's getting there. Because mm. it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much dark. That would make sense. By 7 o'clock on Halloween. That is true. I like how we're really putting a lot of thought. <laughs> it's because it's a reader insert. And we, like, have our, we, we have our, we have our thinking caps on, I guess. <laughs> this is how you do not set a scene. Yeah. <laughs> was, this has been so much effort. Oh, God. Um, let's see. Throwing open the main doors of the grand 80s theme building. Welcome to Freddy Fazbear's Mega Pizza Plex. Would you like an hour pass? You're, why are we just an hour pass? You're stopped at the check-in desk thing. Check-in desk thing! Ah, yes, that thing. That thing. (laughs) Where a smiling young woman with wolf ears on her head greets you. Oh my god, it's a furry. I'm not going to say anything about it. (laughs) You not, knowing that this place would only be open for another hour anyway. They do not close. They don't close at seven. They don't close at midnight. Literally midnight. <laughs> it was in the game. Who did this? I don't know. Yeah. Hold on, is there a note that says, like, anything? No. No. <laughs> Fuck. Um, 
you nod, knowing that this place would only be open for another hour. You fork her over $30, and she gives you a little watch that looks like Freddy Fazbear. Well, the new version of him. You thank her before sprinting inside and quickly finding yourself in a dying sprinting. sea of children. She sprinted! Okay, you don't have to pay for to get that thing. You just say, like, hey, my boss called me, her kid is missing. <laughs> They weren't going to let you in unless you spent money. I guess. Because capitalism. It's <laughs> a good one. It's one of the Wait. only times it's worked. You, you, th you thank her before sprinting inside and quickly finding yourself in a dying sea of children. Oh. Metal. Are the children dying? <laughs> it's the river sticks. Oh my god. But for children. Do the children have a separate river sticks that's more fun? No. Damn it. It's not like the lazy river. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, a Freddy Fazbear's Pizza Plex isn't like just this whole, it's not this like rinky dink, like few kids hanging around. Dude, there's like a full on mini golf course and a race track, like a golf. <laughs> there's like a there's like a there's like a racetrack in there and everything and I think an arcade. I'm just imagining that there's some like 15 year old, you know, punk rock child smoking. They're like gonna pick Stephanie up or something. <laughs> a 15 year old could beat her up. God damn At this it, point, Stephanie. yes. Stephanie, her only personality trait is caregiver. <laughs> That's it. Um, there's a concert going on at the main stage where Freddy, Chica, and those new animatronics were performing. Oh, just those new ones. Those new ones. Yeah, we don't care about them. We don't them. care about them. You don't see Diane anywhere, and you realize that your phone is still pressed against your ear, and you can and you can hear her crying quietly on the other end of the line. Wait, the whole time! She's been on the phone? The whole time! She's been on the phone! Just like, oh yeah, I'll take that $30 <laughs> watch. Diane wasn't, like, saying anything. She wasn't just, like, you know, waiting. I mean, I know she's not supposed to move, but obviously, you know, a frantic parent will approach staff. <laughs> Diane, where are you? You look around the sea of kids. You already explained them as a dying sea of kids. Calling Gregory's name, your voice lost beneath the singing animatronics. Lost beneath the children and their screams of happiness. No one screams! <laughs> Unless they're, like, really into whatever they're playing at the concert. Diane is too hysterical to answer you properly. You hang up the phone. You call 911. You frantically search for Gregory as an animatronic malfunctions on stage. And the entire pizzaplex erupts into chaos. Everything's on fire! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chapter 2. A Foz Watch Mishap. Oh, I say Fazbear. It's Fazwatch. Fazwatch. Faz. Faz. Faz, you turkey head. Hear my accent even more. Big. Hours later. Hours. Hours later. Hours. Oh, you don't say hours. 
long after security had forced you out of the building and the two police officers that had bothered to show up insisted that Gregory had run off to hang out with his friends, despite the fact that he was ten years old and alone! Okay, that's... I'm trying to think, because on one hand, it all depends on the police handling the situation. It also depends on the child. That too. If the kid has had a history of trying to run away, they're going to treat it as like it's a runaway situation. But on the other hand, it's like he's missing from a public place with a company that has a history of kids going missing. I don't know if that's canon in this story. I, well, I'm going with, like, it's canon because it's still, like, Freddy Fazbear's. It's true. So I'm like, it still exists, but it's probably probably used a lot of shit to try and cover it up, but it's still, like, probably a rumor that goes around, and it's like, mm-hmm. this whole, like, people probably still, like, didn't a bunch of... And, oh, oh, also going on in the game, there is, like, a thing where kids are going missing. Okay. So that is a, a thing. The police are in on it. Oh, my God. They're being controlled by the animatronics. (laughs) Before calling it a night, you were outside of the building, sitting on one of the benches beside Diane, who was smoking a cigarette as she cried. Are you going to shame her for smoking a cigarette? I don't know, actually. (sighs) Making it all the more difficult for you to call all of Gregory's friends' parents. She just has all her phone numbers, like, on lock. Yeah. Which is something that, like, my parents never had. Same. I mean, I really only know yours and Merck's phone numbers by heart. In case I needed to call you and didn't have access to my phone. Yeah. How could this happen to me? I made my <laughs> mistakes. Got nowhere to run. And life goes on as I'm... Fading away, I'm sick of this life. <laughs> I haven't sang that in a while. <laughs> Diane whimpers, hand shaking as she takes another puff. You hang up your phone, which was nearly dead. None of his friends had seen him because they're ten. Also, the police should be the ones making these calls. Yeah, yeah. not you, yeah. Stephanie. So, yeah, the cops aren't doing their job. Oh, boy, real life. Tell me you've never encountered this situation without telling me you've never encountered this situation. This writer will go first. (laughs) If you weren't so utterly terrified for this little boy, you would have been furious with Diane. I hate how this is written. I just, I hate the whole you, you, you. Oh, and second person annoys the hell out of me. I hate second person so much. Unless it's a choose-your-own-adventure novel, because they... Yeah, that makes more sense. It makes more sense, this, this, um... She hadn't shown any concern for Gregory. It had been all about how she was devastated. How could this happen to her? This is the scariest thing she has ever gone through in her entire life. What are you doing? Getting a drink. Oh. Also, I was about to say, like, this is scary for her. Her kid is missing. for her, Stephanie. Maybe you should have some fucking empathy. Not, and nothing about Gregory. Not a word about he, what he could be going through right now. You say nothing. 
Usually a parent doesn't want to think about that right off the bat, because that's just going to make them freak out more. Yeah. Where's his dad and all of that? Well, I'm about to answer that question, guys. Okay. Calm down. Okay. How am I going to tell John? Most generic white man name ever. Very generic. You have your face in your hands, not bothering to look at her. Her husband, John, which we could have deduced. Thank you, writer. Can no, John is the gardener. <laughs> Gregory's real father. Gregory's real father because Mr. Anderson has erectile dysfunction. Yes. <laughs> Cared just as much about Diane as he did Gregory. He was probably too busy fucking his secretary. Oops. Oh! You mean working late to care that Gregory was missing. <laughs> Why do we have to have that stereotype in there, too? <laughs> I feel Why? like everything's a stereotype in here, Miles. <laughs> Why do we have to have the stereotype of, like, the busy dad fucking his sec secretary and the mom who's just like, Ooh, she wouldn't... You know what? If this is the level of how they are, she wouldn't have taken Gregory to the Pizzaplex in the first no. place. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. She would have been like, this place is so beneath us, Gregory. We're gonna go to... We're gonna go to this five-star restaurant that has portions the size of my fist. Yes, and inexplicably costs hundreds of dollars. It costs $300 per course. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going on your dad's MasterCard. <laughs> and then after this, we're gonna stop by John the Gardener's house. Don't worry about it. I just need to talk to him for an hour. Here, here's your switch. Just play with it in the back of the car for a while. Oh, you can have the chauffeur drive you around the block a few times, too. Yeah. Here's some more money to go get ice cream while John and I talk. There, solved it. I think you should go home, Diane. Your voice is shot, like you had been screaming and crying for hours. But you had merely been tense, completely awash with panic. Okay. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. You don't say anything as she gets up, still smoking as she wanders away in shock. You weren't sure what time it was. Oh, how, how are you not sure what time it is, Stephanie? It was only 5.32. Took you 30 minutes to get there. It closed in an hour, so it's roughly about 7.30 to 9 o'clock. Also, like, how is she going to get back in the pizza plex? Oh, that place I, is, like, I locked always, Yeah. It's locked, it's locked up like Fort Nax. Fort Nax! Fort Nax. <laughs> All you knew was that you had been searching for hours, making calls for hours, handing out crappy, crudely made, thrown together, missing, missing posters <laughs> out in front of the pizza plex for hours? What? <laughs> right across the street. <laughs> so, I'm like, did you draw it in crayon? Yes! <laughs> yes, she just made a missing person's poster with, like, leftover menus on the, and she just drew it in red crayon. Just like, have you seen me? And it's a badly drawn picture of Gregory. 
You were the only one out of you and Diane to actually have any photos of Gregory on your phone. You sit on the bench in the dark alone. As soon as it registers that you're alone, tears flow forth and your shoulders hunch as you try to muffle your cries in your hands. Gregory was gone. He needed you and you hadn't been there. He was gone, we know. And his careless, self-absorbed mother couldn't care any less about his safety while she pitied herself. Okay, she... Her son is missing. Yeah. She gets to have the whole... I feel des- devastated. She does, that, Stephanie. That's not being self-centered. No. Thank you, Merck. <laughs> Tots opened the door at one point. I was like, I could get up and do it, but then I'd have to get over this wire. But yeah. In a moment of intense frustration and tension, you try to take off this stupid Faz watch. Faz watch! Faz watch! <laughs> that was still on your wrist feeling like one of those unbreakable paper hospital tags and accidentally pressing several buttons as you struggled to undo it. It's literally just like a watch. It's literally just a watch. Wow, Stephanie. God, she's such a dumbass. God damn it, how do I get this stupid thing off? Your your voice is shot and you're (laughs) about to get hysterical when the faintest Stephanie comes from the watch's speaker, you freeze. Gregory! Merch just sent a text <laughs> saying that Tots is helping me. Yeah, there's a picture. Yeah. Oh my god, I need to see it. Oh, Bean's helping with the laundry. Oh, oh. what a good boy! Such a good baby! You, through tear-blurred vision, stare with wide eyes at the little screen. Stephanie, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh my god, sweetheart, are you okay? Are you hurt? Where are you? I'm fine, but but the shutters are down and I can't get out. You've gotten up off of the bench. The missing person poster is falling down to the ground, falling in a puddle because paper is water. Paper is water. I just scatter everything. And you used, again, you used, like, crappy, drawn-on like, menus from the Pizzaplex, and you drew on them with crayon and made a really bad stick figure drawing of Gregory. You're pacing and looking around as if you could spot him. Get out of where, Gregory? Where are you? I'm trapped. I'm inside the Pizzaplex. You already fucking said that, Stephanie. Yeah. You turn and look at the huge building behind you where countless people had been disappearing for months. It was closed now. We know. And you can see through the front doors that the shutters are down. Thank you. The shutters are Wait. No. Well, wait. People have been going missing for months? Yes. And the police aren't taking this seriously? No. What the fuck? (laughs) You run up to the front doors anyway, but they don't open. They don't even budge. Yes, Stephanie, because it's closed. Oh, my God. Door is locked. Door that is locked can't open. Don't try use rock. <laughs> Are you hurt? No, you already said you're fine, but, uh, uh, what happened? Diane got so mad at me, and I, I didn't mean to run inside, but worry washes over you. Diane hadn't mentioned a fight with Gregory, but then again, she, she hadn't mentioned much at all. You shake your head. Okay, it's all right now. Can you leave the pizza plex? 
No, but we're okay. We have to wait until 6 a.m. for the shutters to open. We. Yeah, me and my friend. Listen, Stephanie, I don't know if I can talk right now. I have to be quiet. You feel all of your panic wash over you again because he was in that huge place and he was with a friend. And he could be a danger. It took him a while to warm up to Freddy, though. Gregory, who are you with right now? There's a long pause, and you look from your faz watch to the building over and over again. I think they're coming, he's whispering into the watch now. And your heart beats wildly in a panic. I've got to go. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what she's going to say later. <laughs> Gregory, who is coming? Freddy. Are you there? Hello? The wash is silent. The call has ended. Gregory is in the pizza place. We know! We know! We know! <laughs> That's not even like a good I feel like that chapter was far too fucking long for the information that was in there. The missing persons posters got me for fuck's sake. <laughs> the goes right across the street. Literally, they're all hand drawn <laughs> with crappy stick figure drawings that are inconsistent. And she had a picture of Gregory on her phone. So that means, yeah, they had to print these on paper. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we're on to chapter three. Breaking and entering is wrong, but befriending animatronic bears is fine. By Panic of the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your mind is racing now, and you blindly reach for your phone to call 911 when you realize two things. The first is that even if you called the police, they wouldn't care enough to help you rescue Gregory. The second is that your phone had fallen into the puddle with the missing poster. It's not a puddle. It's a lake. It's a lake. <laughs> also, um, if you did call the police and said, I think... The missing child is in the pizza plex still, slash if I, No, Maya, it's a goddamn arms race. Goddamn. <laughs> Since I, that seems to be my theme all of a sudden. <laughs> also, I know she's gonna try and get in there, but it's like she could leave because he's not gonna go anywhere. No, he's really not gonna go anywhere. He can't really go anywhere. <laughs> She can leave and get help. That's so terrible, but it's true. <laughs> you pick it up and discover that it's soaked beyond repair, water sloshing around behind the now crack, cracked glass screen. Wait. The, oh, the I phone, think we misunderstood it. No, the phone had fallen into the puddle with the paper. Yeah, I didn't realize that the puddle was actually water. I thought she meant the papers were the puddle. The papers fell into a puddle Thank in the you. last one. A water puddle. Thank you. <laughs> I had to use so much more of my brain with everything else that I didn't realize we were talking about a literal puddle. Also, what does she have? An iPhone 5? <laughs> no screen protector or case. <laughs> yeah. You had nothing around to fix it either. <laughs> How can you fix it? <laughs> I mean, the rice... Try putting it in some rice! 
The rice was already cooked. How can this work? It's not gonna be any more. In this t in this time frame, it's only like seven, like eight, nine o'clock. There's still places that are open. She could get a phone or something, but she could also go to like the per actual like. She could go to the literal place next door. She could go to the precinct. Oh yeah, she could go next door and ask them to call the cops. Yeah. Yeah, she could go to the Kinkos. Is there nobody, like, around? Like, where is this place? Is it just in the middle of bumfuck nowhere? Because, like, yeah. a 30-minute drive is does not take you to bumfuck nowhere okay. anywhere in the Midwest. Also, um, this is totally out of left field, but while I was trying to find, like, also trying to find a fan fiction, I found one that was, um... It included uh, Willy's Wonderland. Oh, God. As well as um, Five Nights at Freddy's. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Um, uh, it's useless now, but you dry it off as best as you can before you throw it in one of your jacket's pockets. Maybe that'll come in handy later. We don't know. Who knows? Fuck! Hey, watch your language. There's watch your fucking language. There's a fucking child. Your hands push your hair back in a panic running to the side of the building. Whatever was happening was sev was 17 kinds of terrible. 17. 17. Very kinds. specific again. And no matter what happens, you know that you need to get to Gregory now. You don't care about getting a breaking and entering charge. I mean, considering the company, you could end up in... You could end up in a lot of trouble so for this, much trouble. I mean, you're gonna get fired from your job, first off. I don't think they care because John is too busy fucking the secretary and Diane is too busy fucking John the gardener. <laughs> yeah. you, you just, it was like you were the only person who actually cared about this kid at all and it was your duty to make sure he was safe no matter what happened to you. The alleyway on the left side of the pizzaplex was dark and unbelievably creepy. There are large garbage bins that look too clean to actually be used regularly, surrounded by several wooden pallets, a few empty pizza boxes, a really beat-up old office chair, and an old tire. A tire? What the fuck is a tire doing over that? That just feels like it doesn't fit. It's from one of the go-karts. Okay, fair. Among the garbage on the ground was the usual scattered pebbles all illuminated by a str Is she gonna- she gonna try and throw them at the door? <laughs> no, I honestly don't know. All illuminated by a streetlight shining over a tall wooden fence that separated the side of the pizza plex and the building beside it. There's a building next to it! The street is eerily quiet. Or I guess everything in this universe closes at like 7pm. Yeah. Which is not a thing. There are quite a few doors around the loading dock that you find, and truck after truck was parked pristinely in a line like the place hadn't been used in forever. Maybe they just have really clean trucks, Stephanie. Maybe they're just really, like, anal about everything. You try the handle of every damn door, hoping that someone, someone had been absent-minded enough to leave one open, but every single exit was locked. Even as you stumble beyond the loading dock, everything is locked, and you're on the verge of tears when... They lock! Yeah. Automatically, Stephanie. Yeah. You spot a huge, huge external vent system that seemed to be under construction. You think back to all those stupid spy movies that you've seen and decide 
that it was either you try this or you break a window with a rock or a break, and even if you did break a window, the shutters would stop you. No shit. <laughs> also, that would get the police to come, though. It would. So maybe she should try that. Yeah. Yeah. That actually makes sense. You have nothing but your keys on you now and a fast watch as your only men- means of communication. So if you got stuck, you were sort of screwed. But you had to get, you had to do this. You had to go and get Gregory out of there, or at the very least, keep him safe until 6 a.m. Wait, how does she know about the 6 a.m. rule? Because he said it. No, he didn't. I thought he did. I don't think he did. Hold on. Previous chapter. Um... I don't see anything about 6 a.m. Oh, weird. I thought he said it. No, he didn't. Oh. How does she know about 6 a.m.? He must be terrified right now. You look... Okay, how would you think he's terrified if... If If he said he's fine. I know he said that. He said he's fine, but here's the thing. It's like, if you don't... Okay, if you if you assume the kid is just locked inside this pizza plex until morning, it's like you'd think, oh, he's probably having the time of his life. Oh, right. But you would only assume he's terrified because there are killer robots inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also... This ventilation shaft wouldn't just be out in the open like that. No, it would not. It, it would probably be on the roof. Yeah, not... Where a... most ventilation units are. Yeah. <laughs> Plot convenient! Plot convenient ventilation shaft! <laughs> uh, you look up at the intimidating open ventilation shaft. You were actually doing this right now, weren't you? Apparently... Your fear of crawling into the dark makes you hesitate. Specifically crawling in the dark. Specifically crawling in the dark. I'm claustrophobic, so... Yeah. I don't want to go in there, but you know what? For somebody I care about, I would. But the thought of a small, terrified Gregory overpowered any fear you had, and you're filled with determination as you turn away from the open vent. I didn't know this was Undertale suddenly. Jesus. But... Again, Gregory didn't sound scared. <laughs> you look around the alleyway, dragging dragging an old wooden box over to the closed dumpster beneath the vent so you could climb up, climb on top of it and have better access to the vent system. Its outer, you know, cover thingy is already gone. You can just say cover. <laughs> its cover, its cover is gone. And the area around you is sectioned off with construction tape, so you take your chances and enter the vent system slowly, not caring as a black grime coats your palms. It's going to not just cover your palms, dear. It's going to cover everything. Everything. It's going to get everywhere. Even in your cooch. That's going to be some other black grime. Especially... Because Freddy is an animatronic. How does he have a dick? So, like, the motor oil that came off sounding a little bad. How does he have a dick? That's a really good question. I hope we get that answered in that chapter. I mean, you saw that he's a Ken doll, basically. He doesn't wear pants. (laughs) 
I told you whatever is happening in this story is far beyond my understanding of what Wait, I think even the gator wears pants. <laughs> Hold on. I need you to look up a picture of Montgomery Gator for me because I swear he wears pants. He wears the pants in this family. <laughs> I, I think he wears pants because I know like Chica and Rock... Was it Roxanne or Roxy? Roxy, the wolf or whatever, that chick. I, they, like, wear some sort of leotard-looking thing. I'm like, I, it took me so long. <laughs> He's just got legs, homie. Like, I mean, they look like pants. pants. <laughs> They're pants. There's a belt. It's pants. Now look up Glamrock Freddy. <laughs> now look up Glamrock Freddy and you tell me if he's wearing pants, pants. or not. Glam Rick Freddy. Glam Rick Freddy. Oh my god, that is the crossover I don't want. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could assume that he's wearing pants. No, he's not. It's fair. <laughs> it's, it's like where the pants should start match up with his chest piece, and then there's like a discoloration there. He's not wearing pants. He's not even wearing a shirt. He just has a bow tie on. And uh, some lightning bolt makeup. Yeah, he also has palindromes on his, like, he has, like, leg warmers and, like, shoulder palindromes on. Yeah. And then... <laughs> so wherever he's hiding this penis is a really, really interesting debacle for all of us. Does it just, like, spring out? <laughs> it's like a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> That's why the jack-in-the-boxes are so important. I am not going to tell her we're reading an animatronic smut for the podcast. <laughs> for Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, okay. we do our best. Okay, okay, okay. So here is my headcanon for anything that involves Freddy Fazbear having a dick. Because there are so many of these things where he just has a penis suddenly. <laughs> there's like, there's like um. There's, like, a jack-in-the-box, like, style handle somewhere, and someone has to crank it in order for his, like, penis to come out. Except there's not, like, a timer, like, in the game, so it just pops out, like, a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. It's probably where I get my absurd fear of jack-in-the-boxes from, because <laughs> I don't like jump scares. Jack-in-the-box Freddy Dick. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It just, you, it's like you're just cranking it, and then it just hits you in the face, and suddenly you, like, you're have out, to go. You're out cold because it's... <laughs> Plus side, it probably vibrates. It makes the Taco Bell like bell ding song when it hits, the sound when it hits you in the face. <laughs> no. The plus side is his dick probably vibrates at least. I wasn't gonna tell you that, but that's a tag in this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. This is why you never put me 
trying to get even. This is why I put you in charge. <laughs> because it's awful. I know you'll find the awful. That's why I put you in charge. I'm like, this is absolutely horrible. Let's read it. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> uh. Um. The vent, despite being open due to maintenance, has not been worked on at all. It's full of cobwebs, loose screws, and it creaks with every shuffle of your hands and knees as you ascend the easy slope of the vent shaft. That's just a vent. Like. Yeah. You crawl for a long while. All vents are shafts. But not all shafts are vents. Damn. <laughs> I didn't know how to reply. So sorry. <laughs> Every so often you can see bits of the pizza plex through the vent grates. Below you are Below you are darkened rooms illuminated only by neon light decor and the occasional flashlight of what are those? Security bots? They must be. That's mildly terrifying. They're just doing their job. They're just <laughs> doing the job that they were programmed to do, so let them do their job, okay? The beams of light occasionally revealed cardboard cutouts of Freddy and the gang that were scattered around the pizza place. The only way that you'd be able to see a really good look at them is if they were, like, flat down on the ground. Because yeah. what I'm assuming is that they're... She's over everything. She's over everything. You had grown up with these characters. You had also grown up with, well, the stories about murderous animatronics, about missing night guards, about the missing kids all the way back in like the 70s or something. When you were little, they scared you to death. The original animatronics did too, with the exception of Freddy, who you had a plushie of until, well, until the incident in your teens. The incident? Did your parents find you fucking it? Oh god, don't even do- that's gonna be my that's gonna be my choice for an incident, but I know it's supposed to be a tragic backstory, oh so I apologize. Was she abused by your parents? I have no idea. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um or was there like a house fire? I don't know. Um So all of this is still in here and the police still didn't take it seriously. Okay. Plot convenience! <laughs> Shake your head as you continue crawling, returning your focus onto getting to wherever Gregory is. The longer you climb, the higher this vent seems to go. No shit. Wait, she's still going at a... Angle? Angle? I think so. That's gonna get, like, super steep at a certain point. Yeah. Because there's only, like... I don't know how she's climbing this unless she's Spider-Man. <laughs> you find that... The very large vent that you were in seemed to drop you up on the third floor. Maybe, maybe you were lower and it, it looks like you were over some of the staff only areas that are in the back of the pizza plex. Maybe towards the front? The mini map on your Faz watch didn't clue you in on your ventilation system, system, so you were completely lost. Okay, but it would still direct you onto which area you're in, just, it, it would. It would. You're crawling, you're still crawling when you hear a sharp creak. And before you have any time to react, the vent below you gives way and you shriek as you plummet down what must have been at least 15 feet, landing in, uh, what is this, a bin? Your body is sore as you lay there and rub the back of your head. Sitting up, you look around in a daze. The staff only section has a very drab, uh, the staff only sections are very drab as you expected. And thankfully, 
the one you had crash landed in was free of any staff bots and you seem to be who's in here you freeze in place after quickly shrinking back down into the bin terror flooding through you when a woman's voice rings out on the far end of the hall her flashlight shining in the opposite direction of you you feel like you know her from somewhere Come on, kid. I don't have all night. She sounds so familiar. We get it. Yep. You watch silently as her flashlight walks away. The flashlight itself just walks away. Yeah. And you, her footsteps retreat into the darkness. Okay, so not only is Gregory Gregory with someone, but that someone is not the... Who is that? The night guard? Why do they need a night guard if they have security robots? Oh, God. You just, oh shit, if you're caught in here, you'll be in some deep trouble, so you just need to get your kid and get out. Well, he's not, well, he's not, he's not technically your kid, but, uh, well, he is sort of your kid, huh? He's, he's, um, he's your care dependent. <laughs> he's dependent on you for care. Anyway, you get up and out of the... Get up and out of the bin as quickly as you can, moving as quietly as possible to the nearest door, which thankfully led out to the main area of the pizzaplex. Or the lobby. This place seemed larger at night, even when it's crawling with security bots, and crawling with security, bo security bots it is. One nearly spots you, and you have to jump back to avoid its path, sticking to the wall as you shimmied along, scanning for any sign of movement that wasn't robotic. You would try and call Gregory on the Fazwatch, but it was, but if he was hiding from someone, probably the security guard, you wouldn't want to give away the position. He was talking about the shutters, the main shutters that he had kept you out of the Pizzaplex initially, so maybe he was still near the entrance. Oh boy, I'm taking a sip of some water. Not allowed. My voice is gonna crack, and I'm just gonna be like. Eh. <laughs> Dear Lord. You instead move through the... Uh, hold on. The lobby is a grand open area, and you would have stopped to indulge your inner child were you not on the lookout for your own lost kid. You instead move through the neon room carefully, eyes scanning the dark as you open the door that looked to be for staff only. Gregory... You whisper, looking around cautiously as you step down into the dark room, every shadow swirling in the corner of your vision. Your every nerve is on edge now as you peer into the darkness, squinting it as you carefully tiptoe forward. You could have sworn that you saw movement over near the corner, but the room is silent outside of wheels, whirring. Oh, this place, oh, this was also a place you've heard horror stories about maintenance tunnels. These places were like hell in the stories you'd heard about how people mangle, about how people mangled and stuffed inside empty animatronic suits were dragged down to the deepest reaches below the pizzerias and other Freddy locations left to rot and hunt and never see the light of day again. Well, they're dead, so they don't need to. Yeah. You quickly conclude that while Gregory's on one heck of a brave kid, there was no way in hell he would go into the dark tomb willing, willingly. You move to the back. You moved back out of the room and collide back to chest with someone. You freeze. Then you come to your senses and jump back away from the very, very large figure that 
you had bumped into, whipping around to find glowing eyes staring at you, and a huge Freddy fucking Fazbear right in the room with you! <laughs> Did she not hear him? <laughs> he, he's pretty loud. So you do what everyone would do in that situation. You scream like Kevin from Home Alone. Fair. Fair. <laughs> this is the only relatable thing this character has done. It looks alarmed for a moment. Its face shockingly expresses, expressive as it takes a step back. Its hands up in surrender. Please, I did not mean to. Ah! Please, don't. Do not scream. Decide that getting caught by the guard and having to sit in jail for a few days or pay a fine was way better than being ripped apart and eaten like in your childhood nightmares. Stumbling backwards, about to run when you trip over a barrel and basically eat shit as you wipe out on the floor. Your screams melting into terrified breaths as you crawled backwards on your elbows. The animatronic watching you with wide eyes, its ears pinned back. Like a cat? I don't think it can do that. I don't think so either. I apologize for frightening you, it says, its voice as expressive as its face. Shockingly so. Please come with me. There is not a lot of time to explain. You shake your head, too afraid to force yourself to speak. The bear's eyes seem to scan you. <laughs> particularly, <laughs> particularly lingering on the ass. <laughs> he looks at you sympathetically as he speaks again. You are broken. I can help you if you will allow me. Wow. I can fix that. <laughs> Broken? What the heck does that mean? You again shake your head, getting to your feet as, you, as your scraped elbow bleeds inside of your jacket, not taking your eyes off the animatronic that towered over Wait, you. Wait, how is her scraped elbow bleeding in her jacket? Would her jacket be ripped? I guess... That was weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. He's huge. Like, at least seven feet tall. His eyes are a vivid shade of baby blue as they glow in the low light, giving him a frightening appearance. Even though his face is full of concern, they can't really express that much. He was definitely Freddy Fazbear, but not the one he, you had grown up with. He was better constructed, much less horrifying overall, and seemed to be very advanced AI. Why are there so many guests locked, in, locked inside of the Pizzaplex tonight? He tilts his head as he asks the question. You're not sure if it's directed at you or if he's just, well, he's an animatronic. He can't think. But thinking out loud? Then you connect the dots here. Another guest? Have you seen a little boy? The animatronic's ears perk up. Yes. He takes half a step forward, freezing in his tracks when he... When you jump and raise your arms to protect yourself. Are you Gregory's mother? I, after a brief debate, you tell him, I'm technically, I'm his nanny. Where is he? You have no time for small talk when you didn't, didn't want to have to spend any more time with this robot than you had to. <laughs> you had to get in here, get Gregory and get out. Before Freddy can answer you through a though a door and a voice can be heard outside of where you were talking to him kid come out kid come on out ah! water 
down. It's okay. It's okay. That is Officer Vanessa, Freddy explains, looking over his shoulder before returning his attention to you. We must move quickly. If I am spotted, I will be sent back to my room, and I will be unable to help you and Gregory. Well, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Vanessa, that was your sister's name before it happened. It stings a little to hear that name again, but you can focus on your grief later. The night guard sounds close. Oh my god. Is Vanessa the reader's sister? I think so. Oh my god. You look from the animatronic to the doors, then to him, and then to the doors again, trying to decide what was worse here. If the night guard caught Freddy, he wouldn't be able to tell you what he knows about Gregory. You don't know why he wants to help you, so you're far from ready to put your trust in a potentially murderous robot. But at the moment, you really don't have any better options. You can't just wander aimlessly, and the night guard will just call the cops on you if she catches you alone. Or she'll kick you out without Gregory. You decide to go with the animatronic. Take me to him. Freddy moves forward immediately and you flinch away from him before you realize that he was... He just... He was just leading the way, offering his hand for you to take. You hesitantly put your hand in his and he leads you down, down, down into the maintenance tunnels. We must find an alternate route to reach Gregory that will allow us to sneak around Officer Vanessa. Or once she has moved through the lobby, we will be able to return upstairs and retrieve Gregory. I don't want to be down here. You stop, your feet skidding as you do, and Freddy looks down at you with eyes that are full of compassion and lust. <laughs> he nods softly, holding your hand loose enough to allow you to pull away. I understand. I understand. You understand. I understand. I understand. I understand that this is a scary situation. His eyes look, look over your face, his deep voice very soft and kind. He looks very understanding. He just said I understand. <laughs> you do not trust me. It's more of a statement than a question. It was true that you didn't trust him yet, but you're not about to admit that out loud. You don't say anything. What is your name? The guest profile attached to your FAS watch is blank. Why? I would like to promise you that I will help you. And he needs your name for that? Nervous, terrified, and in the dark with a giant animatronic bear, you decide to just give him what he wants to get. Wants to get you, you out of here as soon as possible. My name is Stephanie. Stephanie. It's so original. <laughs> His hand that had held yours before had ripped it away. Wait, what? His hand that had held yours before you you had ripped it away. Did he rip her hand away? No, she's talking about her hand. Oh God. That she ripped away. It falls to rest gently on your shoulder. I promise that I will do everything that I can to keep you and Gregory safe. Now we must move. You require first aid station. And we must get to Gregory before my battery runs low again. Oh, dear. Despite his words, he doesn't move, waiting for something. Oh. Oh, he must be waiting for you to give the okay. All right, let's move. But, uh, I... I don't... I don't need first aid. I'm fine. We need to get to Gregory so we can get out of here. He hums and... Smiles at you? That's not possible. No. You sound a lot like Gregory. 
he also insisted that he was fine and he did not need first <laughs> old white you sound a lot like gregory he also insisted that he was fine and that he did not need first aid <laughs> oh that alarms the fuck out of you why the heck did gregory need a first aid station what is he hurt oh not anymore Freddy looks down at you with wide eyes as he shakes his head, his ears wiggling as the both of you climb the new set of stairs. Ugh, so many stairs! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what, what happened to him? He had minor lacerations and bruising. His injuries were treated with antiseptic ointment and bandages, even though that did not happen in the game. No. Fazbear Entertainment is not liable or responsible for the behavior and potential injuries of guests. He pauses, looking at you sheepishly. That was a recording. I want to make sure you are not confused. The both of you come to a, a ground floor, and the animatronic stops still as stone, facing the doors that must lead to the lobby, you guess. It is safe. It is safe for us to proceed. I will... Hmm. That is strange. What? What? What's strange? Gregory is in an area that is currently off-limits to me. He is in the daycare. He must see the look on your face because his eyes widen and he opens his hand in front of him in surrender again. Do not panic. I will call him on his faz watch. You move to stand in front of the animatronic as he calls Gregory? He must connect to him because he speaks. Gregory, we are unable to reach you. Check the daycare security desk for a security badge, then let us in. You fiddle with your hands nervously as you speak. Gregory, sweet Pete, can you hear me? Freddy smiles, looking down at you cheerfully. He sounds very excited. What's he saying? What did he say? He's asking how he st is still able to hear you. He wants to know why you are not at home. Can he hear me right now? Yes. You're not sure where the speaker is, is on this uh, guy? Here, so you press your hands to his chest, stomach? You press your hands there and speak to, into him. Gregory, I, I want to start by saying that breaking and entering is never okay, and it is a crime, and don't do what I did. I'm inside the pizza plex, and I'm coming to get you. I'm not going home without you. Now go ahead and let Freddy and I into the daycare, okay? It's then you realize that Freddy is looking at you with your hands are still on him. <laughs> you're not sure why your cheeks burn in embarrassment but they do and you pull your hands away as if he had burned you you broke into the pizza plex you broke into the pizza plex freddy sounds shocked as he looks down at you and his alarm would have been comedic were you not in a terrifying situation I i'm sorry you're not sure why you're apologizing to a robot, but he just seems so alive that it feels wrong not to. I don't, I didn't want to have to break in, but Gregory called me on his faz watch, or maybe I called him. I don't know how to use the stupid thing, and I just, Freddy nods understandingly as you try and find your words, wanting to sprint to the daycare yourself to go and get him as you try to explain yourself to a, a giant animatronic bear. We know he's a giant animatronic bear. Really? Why is this chapter so fucking long? It's almost over. You are simply doing what is best for your child. I understand. You look up at Freddy in surprise. He understands. 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's just a pre-programmed word. <laughs> you would have thought that it would be in his programming to, you don't know, blast intruders with de deadly laser beams from his eyes or something. He thought the animatronics were killing machines, but Freddy seems different somehow. Like he genuinely wasn't trying to trick you or harm you. It was almost like he had a dick. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You and Freddy watch one another for a quiet moment before you come back to your senses. You look away, trying to calm the inexplicable heat in your cheeks. Uh, which way is the daycare? Freddy must get that it's time to go, and he takes a step, slowing his pace to allow you to keep up with him. It is this way. Follow me. <laughs> oh my god. Chapter 4, 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse. It's just gonna get worse. Why do these feel so long? As you walked down the hallway, Freddy had taken the time to explain to you what had happened to he and Gregory. Apparently, Freddy had woken up before his recharge cycle complete, and when he had, he had discovered that Gregory was hidden away in his chest cavity. The fact that he even had an opening chest compartment terrified you, but he was quick to explain that it was only there for reserved birthday cakes and pinatas, and that it was not a safe play area. He then told you about how Gregory was afraid of Vanessa, the night guard, we know, that she had been after him and she didn't want to help him. You couldn't see why she would want to hurt Gregory, but you, well, you trusted the kid's judgment. He's a smart cookie. And you get a weird feeling about the night guard, too. There's something off there. Freddy told you that he had helped Gregory hide from her, and that the only reason they were separated was because he needed to charge. Why his battery was so low was a mystery to you, but you don't question it just yet. So, I just kind of, I was looking for the part where the actual, like, smut takes place. It isn't until chapter 37. Oh, my bad. And th this is 40 chapters. <laughs> Talk about slow burn! <laughs> Time to set the story! <laughs> God. Go, oh, God. Just keep reading. Freddy also told you that he had helped Gregory hide from her, and the only reason. Oh, wait, I already read that. You're about to ask him what you're supposed to do if Gregory can't let you into the daycare when the lights all around you flicker for a moment and Freddy stiffens in mild alarm. What? He says nothing as you question him, looking around in a panic. Freddy, what's wrong? Gregory, he says, not speaking to you. He must be back on a call with him. I do not know what you did, but the lights are out in the daycare. The alarm in his metallic voice scares you almost as much as the thought of Gregory alone in the dark and in danger. And you stare up at Freddy's face in horror before he takes your hand and walks faster towards the daycare. You have to jog to keep up with his pace. You need to find the emergency backup generators and turn them on. They're in the play structures. That doesn't sound safe. What? Why? And why are there generators in a daycare's play structures? I have brought this up with the STAFF, an acronym, 
many times. It is very it is very clearly a safety hazard. But when the staff attempt to move the emergency backup generators, what? What? The daycare attendant can become upset. They are afraid of the dark. Oh God. Why is there a daycare attendant staying here overnight? The attendant is not human. They do. They have no need for sleep. They're not gonna hurt him, right? They're supposed to look after kids, not not do anything bad, right? The attendant only has one rule, and that is the lights must stay on at all times. They do not like the rules broken. We must reach Gregory as soon as possible. You sprint faster, only hesitating when you hear a distant voice shouting, Security alert! Security alert! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Sound like a train. <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> woo! 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 <laughs> it's a party in here! You try to force your legs forward, but you're quickly stopped by Freddy's hand as he holds you back. Stephanie, you must stay here. I cannot hide you. It is not safe. What? No way I'm staying with you. He looks concerned and in a hurry when he realizes that you weren't about to cooperate and looks at you apologetically. I am sorry about this. Sorry about what? Whoa! He grabs you by the waist, hoisting you high up in the air, taking a few steps and plopping you down on top of a... What the heck is this thing? It looks like a huge red refrigerator with a long tube that runs all the way up to the ceiling. Freddy, wait! Hey! He had to set you up on top of a pretty big structure, and if you were able... And if you were to jump down, you'd hurt your ankles and probably make a ton of noise. Stay there! Freddy, Freddy, don't you dare leave me here! Your whisper yelling does nothing to convince him to get you down from there! Because he runs away down the hallway very quickly out of sight. Did he seriously just put you in timeout on top of a fridge? That's it! Timeout! God, this house is a fucking nightmare! <laughs> you groan in frustration, trying to figure out how you can hop down from there without making a lot of noise. You could try using the weird wires on the side of the tube thingy as a ladder, but you're honestly afraid to electrocute yourself. You want to call Gregory on your watch, but you're still too afraid to give away his hiding spot. You instead find yourself dangling your legs halfway off the thing in an attempt to get down safely when all the lights go out, and you're in what is almost the complete dark. You freeze, terror shooting through you as you realize that your legs and ass are hanging down, and you are facing a wall, blind to any threats that could be sneaking up behind you, just waiting to stick their dick in you. <laughs> God! I was gonna say that! <laughs> That's terrible. It is! I should not have said that. You wiggle and scramble up on top of the fridge thing, trying to hide behind the ceiling tube thing as it hummed beneath your fingers. It felt like you were squatting on top of a dryer on a low setting. Your head snaps from looking to the left to looking to the right when you hear thundering footsteps running your way. And paralyzed with horror, you realize that it's just Freddy. And he tucks himself inside of the red fridge thing. That's when you hear footsteps, lighter this time. Like someone was happily dancing through the pizza plex. 
you peek out from behind the tube, the humming tube, to see a person in a rabbit costume, skipping silently through the room, exiting out of where Freddy had just come from, sending another chill through you. There was another person inside the Pizzaplex? What was that? You hear Gregory's voice and immediately perk up, realizing that it was coming from inside the tube. That is a fountain. That is a fountain, Freddy explains. A fountain is a decorative re reservoir used for discharging water. You can't help but laugh a little bit in spite of yourself. Not the fountain! You didn't see the dancing rabbit lady right in front of us? No, I did not. There is no rabbit in the Mega Pizzaplex. Not anymore. That is taken directly from the game. That is just ripped line from the game. He sounds so sad as he exits the weird tube, looking around with caution for the weird rabbit. This is crazy. It's like the whole place is trying to get me. Yeah, homie, because you broke and entered. It's because you're not supposed to be there, Gregory. Idiot. Child. Freddy must decide that it's safe, and he listens to Gregory as he speaks inside of his chest, focusing now on reassuring him. I am not. Why? I do not know. I want to help you. Maybe they want to help you too. I doubt it. For some reason, you're different. Freddy turns to look at you, seeming relieved that you were where he had put you. Stephanie! Stephanie! Gregory! You moved to the front of the red bridge thing looking down at Freddy's chest. Though you can't say Gregory. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Why are you on top of a charging station? Freddy stuck me up here. You shoot Freddy an unamused look. And he looks at you apologetically once again as he offers you a hand to help you down. You take it. I am sorry. You are too large to hide with Gregory, so while I'm able to keep him safe from danger, you are a different case. You had expected him to help you onto the ground as he got you down and off the charging station, but he instead holds you bridal style, your cheeks burning as he does. Why are you sipping so over the robot? What the heck else is loose in here? You can barely bring yourself to look at him to look him in the eye as he moves across the tile. The others, Roxy, Chica, Monty, they are searching for Gregory. They want to kill me? We do not know that for certain. If you don't think they want to kill me, why did you hide me? He's got a good point, you say, siding with Gregory as Freddy walks carefully through the dark. Because there is something strange happening. My friends are not themselves. I've seen guests and staff go missing, and I do not have a good feeling about it. Mm -hmm. Well, when the animatronic has a bad feeling about something, it's time to panic, you think. He's quiet for a moment, but then it seems to perk up a little. Oh, but then he seems to perk up a little, offering you his hopeful smile as he makes his way to wherever you were going. Good news, the front doors will open in five hours. 
five hours, you and Gregory say at the same time, with Gregory going on to continue with, I'm not going to last five minutes. Do not panic, Freddy reassures, his attempt at changing the topic backfiring. If we get separated again, you can always call me on your faz watch, as long as I have power and I am able to reach you. And I'm sticking with you, okay, kiddo? I'm not going anywhere. Freddy and I are going to keep you safe. Right, Freddy? That is right. He walked both you and Gregory out of the daycare pickup area to find yourself back in the main lobby again. Uh, hey, Freddy. Yes. Could you put me down? Oh! His ears pinned back again, and he very gently sets you down. His hand on your lower back as he makes sure you're steady. I am sorry. It, it's cool, you smile, hoping that he couldn't see your blush. You're not sure why it was so embarrassing to be carried like that, but, uh... Oh, it is! We should get moving. Man, he... even he sounds embarrassed. We can access the main atrium with Gregory's new security badge. He leads you to an elevator, and you step inside as he holds the door for you. Stepping inside behind you, allowing the door to close as you press the button. His chest whirs open as he opens up, and you turn around to see Gregory as he climbs out of Freddy's chest with the help of his offered paw. Gregory! You rush forward, pulling him into a tight hug that he returns, almost falling to your knees in relief as you find the crushing weight of your unimaginable fear lifted off of your chest, now that he was in your sight again. You can breathe again. Oh my god, sweetheart, I'm so glad you're okay. Tears well up in your eyes as you let him go, your hands on his arms as you look him over, noting those bruises that Freddy had mentioned, a bandage on his cheek and one on his knee. Oh, what happened? Your eyes wander to the band-aid on Gregory's face and the bruise that spilled out from underneath it. That was fresh. It hadn't been there when you left this morning, so it must have... Happened sometime that afternoon. Wow! Power of deduction there, Stephanie! Shit. Nothing. I'm fine. You don't look fine. He swats your hands away, not meeting your eyes. He gives a poor excuse as to why he was so banged up. I fell. You and Freddy exchange a nervous glance, but neither of you push the issue. Okay. You give him a soft smile, brushing a lock of hair behind his ear and kissing his forehead. Taking a breath, as you turned your attention off of Gregory and back to Freddy again, thank you for taking care of him. He smiles at you. Of course, I have also identified two possible exit points for you both. The main loading dock is located under the food court on the first floor. There is also a fire escape on the third floor prize counter. Gregory, Stephanie, check your FAS watches. I will mark both locations on your FAS maps. Gregory looks down and expertly makes his way around the watch while you fumble with it. Allow me, Freddy gently takes your wrist, showing you with careful paws how to access the map. Careful paws. Right? <laughs> said no one ever. Oh, um, and how to call him if you get separated, taking his time to make sure you understood how to use the watch properly. It's really sweet, actually. Thank you. You're welcome, Stephanie. Man, you feel kind of bad. You've been sort of rude when you had first met him and terrified. This entire hour, 
ever since he had discovered you. All he had done was try and help you. Gregory, it appears that you have no map. You should be able to obtain one from the greeter on the center balcony. Oh yeah, that creepy robot that wouldn't leave you alone. You were looking for Gregory earlier that afternoon. You had taken the stupid map just so it would leave you alone. Anything else we should know before we head out there? Only that we must be quiet and keep moving. It is the best way to keep you and Gregory safe. The elevator stops and you find yourself standing in front of a huge, huge atrium. <laughs> I did not expect that sound. Huge. Huge. Did not expect that sound to no come one, out. No one expects that sound. No one expects. <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects the huge, huge, <laughs> huge, huge. <laughs> oh my God. Filled with glowing neon lights and countless attractions. You're about to exit the elevator when a face is in yours, inhuman and pale, tilting its blackened eyes, peer into yours. It, the robot, says something to you, but you miss it when you scream in surprise and try to shield Gregory as you jump backwards into Freddy. Take a map! <laughs> Take a map! Take it! Take the stupid fucking map! Take it! Oh my fucking it was just the map robot again. Oh, for you snatched the map out of the map bot's hand, handing it to Gregory as you place a hand over your heart. Jesus! Oh shoot, Gregory's in the room. Fudge sickles. Fudge sickles. That's not good. Sorry, that scared me. Uh, what do we do now? Which exit are we heading towards? We may have better luck if we try the fire escape first. Though you will need to access the prize counter security office first. <laughs> so many side quests. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> this is all taken from the fucking game. Thanks, Maya. I know. It's all from the game. It's boring. Uh. Whatever gets us out of here faster. Gregory steps into the room first, followed by you, and then Freddy. The three of you easily dodge security bots, and you make your way up the third floor of the atrium, allowing you a perfect view of everything. Including Freddy's ass. Woo! <laughs> He's got that cake! <laughs> Sheesh! Well, he does have a cake. That is in true! His chest! That would honestly be, like, the best thing. <laughs> You just... Cake chest. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I freaking love cake, man. Cake like, is great, man. You can't deny the fact that you, that you feel a twinge of anxiety looking down at the main area where you had looked for Gregory that very afternoon when Frederick... 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 Where Frederick had malfunctioned when the chaos erupted. The feeling of primal panic was so fresh in your mind, and just thinking about those hellish few hours made your pulse quicken. You shake your head, squeezing Gregory's hand that was in your own. He's fine. He's right there. He's all right. Good news, Freddy starts as the three of you ascend the now still escalators. It looks like the door to El Chips is open. Is that, that, yeah. That's a real that's thing. A real Thank thing. you. It's um, Chica's. Thank you. Because 
Chica's L chips. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that is good news. You give Gregory an encouraging smile as the three of you walk quietly down the carpeted walkway, arriving outside of the air aforementioned L chips. The shutters aren't all the way down, and they don't come all the way up when you move them. You give Freddy a nervous look, and find that when he looked very serious, his eyes meeting yours pinpricks in the dark. Freddy's hand falls on your shoulder, startling you for a moment, and you look up to find him watching something over at the escalators you had come up. Roxy has found us. You need to go. Wait, you're not coming with us? I cannot access what is not on my map. It seems that when my battery restrictions were put into place, my map was also wiped. You must take Gregory and make your way to the security office. You look at him in a panic and realize that because Roxy was coming, you don't have a lot of time to talk. You duck down and take a peek under the shutters, finding that L. Chips looked to be pretty safe, considering the circumstances. You motion for Gregory to go inside first, about to duck under the shutters and follow him when Freddy's voice catches your attention. I must warn you, when you enter an area where you do not have a locator map signal, I will be unable to reach your location. When you receive updates for your, for your FAS map, so will I. I can update your mini-map. You, you can update your mini-map at a security office. His face moves from mild to pure concern as he looks over your face. His face full of affection as he finishes with a soft, be safe. There goes that darn blush again. You too, Freddy. You could have sworn his ears perked up. There is nowhere to hide. There is nowhere to hide. There is nowhere to hide. Roxy's voice can be heard getting closer and Freddy looks over his shoulder to check for her before he grabs the shutter of L Chips and holds it open for you, allowing you to climb underneath it, disappearing from Freddy's view into the dark. Okay, this is fucking boring. I just... It's literally just copy-paste adding character that is original into this, but, like, literally copying everything verbatim from the game. Uncomfortable, this scene. Yeah, it's chapter 14, Sparks. Chapter 14, okay. Reader, oh no, I'm trapped in here with a dilf. Can't let him know I'm nervous. Freddy, oh no, I'm trapped in here with a milf. Can't let her know I'm nervous. This, she can't, she's not even like a mom. No, it's just some weird thing that keeps following us around this whole okay. fucking story. Okay, I will take this chapter then. So basically to summarize, it's following the plot of the game. And <laughs> it's... It's far more interesting if you either play the game yourself or just watch someone play the game, honestly. But, I didn't realize this. Okay. But chapter 14 sparks. You immediately turn, locking eyes with Gregory, trying not to seem panicked. We'll just be we'll be out in just a minute. Gregory mouths what? Oh shit, you turn to Freddy. Is this glass soundproof? Yes it is. Why? I do not know. There's so many pauses. Welp, that's not utterly terrifying or anything. You had a pretty good idea of why they had soundproof glass all the way down here. A shiver runs through you as you had moved to stand beside him looking at his head. What did they do to you? Routine maintenance, he reassures some Oh, is this the This is maintenance, isn't it? We're there. Yeah. Okay, she's fixing him. Yeah. This is okay, I know exactly where this is where if you do the wrong thing, he kills you. 
I, I know this. Um, he reassures, smiling as much as he can with a big metal claw attached to his head. Jesus, it looks like somebody won him in a claw machine. I'm functioning much better. more, Much more better. What? Now, you raise your brow. He looks away in embarrassment. Hmm. Grammar malfunction error. Please. Perhaps I am still not at peak performance. You shake your head, smiling softly at him, happy that he was at least in good spirits. He meets your eyes eye shyly. Could you... He hums during his brief pause, completely bashful. Reattach my head. <laughs> of course. Of course, you tell him, leaning over his body, looking into his open neck. This won't hurt you, will it? <laughs> he doesn't have nerves. He looks, he looks at you with worry. Just reconnect the wires and be careful. I'm not quite myself at the moment. Oh, you don't like the sound of that. You decide to talk to him while you work to take his mind off of the paint. He can't feel anything! <laughs> he can't feel anything! He doesn't feel like himself! <laughs> because it's like... It's literally, it, literally, it's like something in a software where it's like, if you mess, like, this is kind of, this is a mini game, where if you, it's basically like, um, a sequence patterning thing, where, pattern thing, where you have to follow the sequence, and if you mess up, he will kill you. That's what he means by it. That he doesn't feel like himself. Uh, I heard, uh, what Vanessa, what you said to Vanessa, you... You did. You nod with a quiet mm-hmm. Oh, I apologize. I did not mean to raise my voice. Raise his voice? What? You connect, reconnect a blue wire, a green wire. No, I, I mean, you covered, you covered for Gregory. You kept us safe. You connected a red wire as carefully as you can, gently running your fingers along it before you moved on to the next one. Thank you for that. Of course, he mutters, looking at you with an unidentifiable expression. I promised that I would protect you. You meet his eye, just a tiny spark flies from the last wire, and you feel really strange. Yeah, you just got a lot to do, bro. <laughs> your heart flutters in your chest, you're having a heart attack, and you can feel your cheeks warming up as your fingers move carefully around the final blue wire. You hold his face carefully, moving his head downwards, clicking it back in place on his body. I, uh, I have to run diagnostics now. He hums in agreement, his eyes not leaving yours as your hands linger on either side of his face. Oh no. Oh shit! The realization hits you like a ton of bricks as you look into his eyes. You kind of like him! Like like him! He's a fucking robot! <laughs> you look away as you try to come to terms with what, with what was happening right now. The clear uh, feelings that were popping up as you fixed him. A panel with multicolored buttons lowers itself beside you, and you think for a moment about what you're supposed to do here. Okay, to test the specific upgrade on his model, you would have to, well, you could try. You press a quick sequence of buttons on the panel, going off of what your grandfather had taught you about the animatronics that he had worked on. Wait, who was her grandfather then? My assumption is the OG guy. So William Afton? Maybe. But his kids didn't reach adulthood. He wanted to pass down the family business, and because his daughter, your mother, wanted no part in it, he taught everything you knew. 
he taught you everything you knew before he passed. You're surprised. You're surprised the sequence works. Your grandfather worked on some really old tech. There we go. There we go. You, you say your head's back on. How do you feel? I feel much better. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> he smiles at you, and it's cute. <laughs> oh man, you should uh, continue with the next upgrade, huh? Yeah, sure. I'm. I'm glad you're feeling better. R ready for the battery upgrade? He just kind of sits there for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I cannot nod at the moment. Yes, I am ready Ready for the battery up repair. Now that you had his okay, you knew you could move forward with, it, with opening him up and fixing his battery, or at least removing whatever was bogging it down. You ask him to open up his chest cavity, and he does, allowing you to see inside and get a good look up at, at all of the compact little computers connected to his endoskeleton. None of his none of his parts making a sound. Wow, uh, I'm not used to this kind of tech. Do you know where your battery is? No, I do not know much about my internal workings. I only know of my basic functions. It may be somewhere along my back. Oh God. Hmm, well, that's a problem, huh? Okay, uh, you run your fingertips over his endoskeleton, just barely touching his entire body, sh body shuddering as you do. He's a robot, he doesn't have nerves! <laughs> what about this? There's a smooth silver, silver looking thing where his lower back is with all sorts of wires running all through him. Th that may be it, he says, stuttering as you touch it. Freddy, you ask your voice muffled as it comes from inside his chest cavity, you all right up there? No, yes, I mean. I backtrack, stammering as you pull your head out of his chest cavity, looking at him with confusion as you slowly put the pieces together. I am fine. No, he was not fine. He's He seems nervous, and clearly his body was still experiencing discomfort at the least, and straight up pain at the most. He's a robot. He can't feel pain. <laughs> You tuck your head back into his, inside his chest, both of your hands running over the little silver box. Is that his dick? I, I know, that's his battery. But <laughs> what my assumption is, is what it's starting to sound like, is his prostate. She's just, you know... <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, that was terrible. It's deep, pained groan rumbling all throughout his body when your fingertips run over a small blue chip that was clicked in place. That's not how that works. There, he, oh, God. There, he mutters, your fingertips freezing on the spot, cheeks burning as you wonder if this could ever feel good to him. I believe that is what is disrupting my battery. This? He groans again when you run your fingertip along the tiny edge of the chip. I hate this. <laughs> yes! He breathes, taking a breath that he didn't need as you press it. The chip loosens and popping out with ease. He... His groan of relief floods your mind with uh, some uh, interesting thoughts. But you have no time to be flust a flustered mess. You pull yourself out of his chest and the chip in your hand. It was a suppressor of sorts, diverting and draining his power so that his battery couldn't hold more than an hour's worth of juice at a time. But you're a little more distracted by his face than the chip. 
His brows are knit. His chest is rising and falling with his breath. That is not possible. Which is both interesting and very uh, kind of attractive in a way. He just looks so flustered. It's not possible. I'm flustered just <laughs> at I want to cry. You try to catch your breath that you hadn't realized you'd lost, wondering how the hell repairing an animatronics battery got you all hot and bothered as you and Freddy stare at each other. You put your hands on his chest plate and gently close it, having trouble looking him in the face. How's that? You offer your hand as he moves to sit out of the chair, pulling him so that he sits upright, still towering over you somehow. I, I feel great. I now have the capacity for eight hours worth of power, and you have relieved my pain. He smiles down at you, moving forward and pulling you into in his arms in a tight, comforting embrace. Thank you, my star. Your heart skips a beat and you return the hug, happily feeling completely safe in for the first time in, well, a really long time. Tragic backstory. <laughs> the door to the chamber slides open and Gregory is able to get inside. His call for Freddy prompting him to let you go, smiling down at Gregory as he got out of the chair. Hello, superstar. He smiles at Gregory as the three parts of, of, wait, as the three of you leave the upgrade chamber, standing in parts in service. We only have one more thing to do. Do you see the first aid cabinet over there? He motions to a little red kit as he quietly requ requests that you sit down in a chair. Can you bring me that here for me? Stephanie's arm is broken. Not broken, not broken, sweetheart, just a little banged up. You look up at Freddy as he takes your injured arm in his hand. Broken and injured mean two different things on humans, you explain. Wait, broken and injured mean two different things on humans, you explain, letting him look over your injuries while Gregory brought him the first aid kit. You are injured, he corrects, moving down on one knee so he was at, well, not at your level, but close to it. He takes some kind of liquid disinfectant from the kit, putting it on a cotton ball that he holds carefully between his fingers. I mean, the awkwardness is pretty much over, so... Okay. God. Are we are we sure about that? Oh, yeah, I kind of just skimmed oh the rest. God. Oh, my God. They're talking about going to get a phase blaster. Uh, basically, it follows the plot of the game. Pretty much. But now we're going to get to what everyone's here for, and that's to the robot fucking... Well, first, Gregory's parents move away. They just abandoned their son? Yeah, they just, they, apparently, well, when they get out of the house, or when they get out of the pizza nonsense. How much time has passed? Well, they go to Waffle House. <laughs> is this in the South, then? This is over, this, this is over the chorus of how, of, like, the intense diehard scene that happens. In between all this. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so there's like a whole entire like diehard scene. Things are exploding. Yeah. Um. Sounds right. Sounds about right. Okay, good. I didn't know that happened in the game. It depends on the end route that you go for. Okay. Um. We get tied to a chair. That's so mean. Does Vanessa try to cut off our face or something? I think so. And Great. then, yeah. 
And then, yeah. Yeah, they get out. It's 5 a.m. Cue me banging my fists on a table chanting romance, romance, romance on the top of my lungs. Um. So, we leave. You and Gregory pant in the dark, and the emergency lights turn around you turn back on again, much dimmer than the usual neon, barely illuminating the atrium. You look to where you would have liked to have seen Freddy beating the absolute crap out of that bunny thing, only to discover that she was gone and Freddy was scanning the room as he searched for her. But strangely, she has disappeared into thin air. She looks back- oh, he looks- back at you and Gregory. You lock eyes with him and he immediately moves forward, leaning down and wrapping his arms around you and Gregory, your arm hugging him back the best you can. Gregory hugs his arm. You sniffle as you bury your face in the crook of his neck, the cool metal soothing your aching head. You're relieved beyond belief that they were okay. You were just- you were terrified that they would be ambushed by the remaining animatronics, but the atrium seems completely empty now. You nuzzle your face against Freddy as you fight back tears, his deep voice rumbling all throughout his body as he breaks the silence. Let's go home and fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, now he's got to recharge. Mm hmm. What is happening? Um, they leave. Something, something. Wait. Which chapter I missed, are you I on? missed when they kissed, homie! They kissed? It's in this chapter. I just accidentally read over. Which chapter is it? I'm on 19. That happens in chapter 19? Yeah, this is a slow-ass fucking burn, homie. Like, fuck. Oh my god. You're trying to be confident as you and Gregory begin to lead him to the nearest charging station, but Freddy stops you with a hand on your waist, gently pulling you back toward him. His other hand on your cheek, his thumb gently ghosting over you. Wait, he breathes. Oh, did, did I miss it again? Oh yeah, you simply move forward and kiss him. It's nothing long or intense. It's simply a connection of your lips and the metal that makes up his face. <laughs> you hear his fans kick into overdrive <laughs> right before you pull away. And then he realizes what just happened. Uh, wait, he breathes, pulling you closer. Your hands on his chest. I, I would like to do that again. His gentle request alone is almost enough to leave you swooning. I thought you couldn't kiss. You're teasing him. Just a little bit. And he chuckles softly. Before now, I have never tried. Your eye contact is electric, and you're left almost completely breathless when his thumb ghosts over your bottom lip tenderly, his still sparkling blue eyes looking at you with longing. Let's change that. He moves to dip you before his face gently connects with yours. His head tilted as you kissed him, a tiny electric buzz tingling your lips. This must be how he kisses, you suppose. <laughs> Thanks. You like it. A lot. 
But Gregory makes a noise of disgust and shields his eyes, as kids do when grown-ups do grown-ups, gross grown-up stuff, prompting to la a laugh out of both of you and Freddy. As you pull away from each other, your hands on his shoulders as he continues to dip you, planting one last electrical kiss to your cheek before letting you go and standing up straight again. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it, it's been so long. Chapter 20, I don't think anything awkward happens in here. Um... Wait, there's like a part... Hold on, chapter 20... It's super short. Is there some... 6 a.m. There's... I, I read ahead a little. There's a part where Montgomery kidnaps Reader, Chon... Damn. Gregory calls Stephanie mom. Yeah, that happens. A fire breaks out at the Pizzaplex. They escape. That's when Waffle House and Waffle Home happens. Yeah. Um. And there was only one. Wait, is this. Do they have sex in this one? Um. Nope, they just sleep next to each other. In this. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, they go to a Waffle House. Yeah. Chapter 26, Waffle House. And they're like, ah, oh, let's. Let's, uh, let's be a family. It's really awkward. This is where we figure out that the Andersons have completely moved away. We're not sure. In the span of a night? Yeah, less than, less, less than, than a time. night. <laughs> uh, and we're kind of, I don't know if we're going to stay here? Um, it's, okay, so it goes on, um... Stephanie gets a job at the Pancake Hut instead of the Waffle House for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Gregory and Freddie and Stephanie just, uh, yep, they're building up a family. Don't know why we need all of, like, it's a month later and all this happens. And then, oh. there, and then there's chapter... The upgrade? Oh, God. Is this where he gets his penis? I don't know. Chapter 29 is where they put in all the freaking puzzle pieces. And there was only one bed in chapter 30. That's one of your favorite tropes, Maya. There's only one bed. Oh, my God. Yep, this is where he gets his penis. <laughs> no! Who didn't know that was a Chapter 35, it's called The Upgrade, Saya. Okay. Uh, I does, it, does anything else happen, like, in between that? Um. Oh, God. They kind of, sort of, like, yeah, they, have sex. Well. But not really. No, because he doesn't have a penis. In this one, it kind now, of, now things she's happen. Like, now she's, like, introducing Freddy to her friends, and they're just not questioning this. Person. Okay, wait. I, I need to read over this real quick. This is from the upgrade. Okay. Um. God. Did you go through chapter 32 and 33? No. Okay. This is chapter 35. 
God, where do I want to start? Okay, so we bought a house. Okay. You decide the best place for rewiring and installation should be, would not be the living room, but instead in the bedroom you share where his charging station is, just in case. You instruct him to lay flat, lay down flat, and he does. His upper half propped up with multiple pillows as he sat beside him, the package open on the single bedside table. Your tools and a little kit on the sheets beside his leg. Ready? Yes. <laughs> all right. Now all you had to do is, uh, well, first you should, oh God, you didn't actually think that you would feel this flustered as you assemble a huge robotic dick, but here you are. The me You could have chosen any size dick. <laughs> The metal that makes up the shaft is carefully coated in flexible, soft, smooth material that carefully and the carefully woven wires inside all connected to nerve receptors that would splice and connect to his existing nerve network. Oh, well, apparently he does have nerves, my Well, shit. Just to have this attachable penis. Great. <laughs> it's big, too, but not so big that it couldn't retract inside of his pelvic plate. Excuse me, why? It retracts. <laughs> We were right about the jack in the box! <laughs> but then again, he could fit an entire person inside of his body. The real question, he can't put cakes and pinatas in there anymore. No, because his penis takes up too much room! The real question is how you were going to fit it inside of you when the time came. <laughs> Stephanie. Wow, Stephanie! It's at least eight inches, and the smooth material coating the metal is almost the same color as his body. It's a deep shade of orange, but it isn't a vivid color. The transparent material allows you to see the metal inside. Mm. You exhale deeply, blushing furiously as you force yourself to make eye contact with Freddy. Uh, if you could open your chest and pelvic plate, please. He hums in confirmation, and his body opens up completely in front of you, blooming like a flower as he watched you. <laughs> She's plucking his flowers. He had specifically asked to be awake for this. Now, because of the position you were in, it wasn't exactly easy to find an angle that was easy for you to work with, so you, you climb up onto his legs, straddling one of them as he laid there, his fans whirring as he watched you from the, where he was propped up. If you require assistance, let me know. Imagine knowing that your significant other was turned on with the noise that, like, your computer makes when you're when it's about to crash like Adobe Premiere. <laughs> when you're trying to render something. Oh my god. Surrendering fan noise. Hmm, well, you could really use a second hand while you connected the base to his pelvis. You looked up at him. Could you hold this in place? You nod toward the penis in your one hand, blushing hard. He nods nervously and reaches one hand forward, his, his replacing your own. Your heart quickens and arousal pools in your lower stomach as you take in the sight of him sitting comfortably on the bed with his hand wrapped around his cock, holding it still as you reached forward, <laughs> curling the wires out of the way as you began, to began attaching it to the rest of his body. It was a strangely intimate process as you adjust each screw, plug each wire carefully into place, and watch as his chest rises and falls with each exciting breath, his non-existent heart racing, he doesn't need to breathe. Can this be something that we recreate? I don't know how! Because, like, all I can imagine is, like, you know, in the, in the animated movie Robots, when they're like, oh, we're gonna have a baby, and they just fucking build a baby? Could you imagine doing this? Oh my god. 
they did have to attach the baby penis on. They did! Yes. That, that was funny. Where it's like, I think we got everything, and it's like, nope, you're missing a part. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. <laughs> you twist the first receptor into the appropriate nerve port, and Freddy makes the smallest noise. Feeling all right? He breathes the softest yes in response to your quiet murmur. His eyes glued on your hands and their elegant movements as you twisted each receptor into place, securing the faux organ to his body. All right, I'm going, I'm going to start on activating the nerves. You shimmy upwards a little and you come to rest right before his cock and his hand still holds it. His eyes trail up your body, releasing a shuddering breath in anticipation of your touch. You take the wires into one hand, feeding them up into his chest and connecting them to the main nerve center after opening the metal of his endoskeleton. You connect them one by one, and as you slot them into each port, he groans, but then sounds strained like he was trying to hold them back. Usually, you would worry that he they were groans of pain, but this time, they were wanting. <laughs> you hold his gaze as the last wire is firmly set in place. The both of you are breathing heavily now, his hand still exactly where he had instruct you had instructed him to put it. Your thighs on either side of his legs, only a layer of clothing separating you. Oh, dear Jesus. I'm going to run diagnostics now. He again nods his head, not leaving yours for a moment. You have a program on your laptop that would allow you to test new upgrades, and you connect the USB to one of his chest ports. How, how did she come up with that program? I don't know. Did she just whip it out of her ass? She was just like, hmm, I'm in love with an animatronic bear that I really want to bone. What do I do? <laughs> you don't want to get off of his lap to hold the laptop and run diagnostics, but you have to. So you re regrettably go to sit beside him on the bed, your hands on your keyboard as you type in the proper sequence to pull up the test panel, each new button calling to you. You meet his eye again. You ready? He breathes, watching... He breathes, watching you with wide, excited eyes, his fans worrying as he struggled to calm himself. I am ready. <laughs> oh, sweet goddamn Jesus. You type in a quick sequence of numbers and press the enter key, running the first test, watching as the LEDs that were inside of his cock light up a soft blue against his hand. Oh, my! The light brightest at the end. He breathes a sigh as his eyes flutter shut. You watch a shudder rip through him as you enter the next sequence, the softest, deep, rumbling moan gracing your ears as his cock stands at attention. She says cock too many this times. Is, this is also really funny to imagine because just think if you could hit a button on your computer and your animatronic boyfriend's dick is now hard. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be so annoying. What if he presented as like a regular human being? Oh my god. What if that's something you can do to a regular human being? Just press a button. Dick. <laughs> Instant dick. <laughs> you type faster, entering sequences after sequence, watching as it occasionally twitches, arousal pooling in your lower stomach as you watch his face. Didn't it already pool there, Stephanie? She just paid herself. <laughs> <laughs> Good. He moans in response when you press the enter key. Isn't Gregory, like, in the room the next enter over? <laughs> you take a shaky breath before you look at his face again. Can I touch you? His eyes open. His lidded gaze is glued to you as, you, he, as his still open chest rises and falls. 
Please. A shiver runs down you as his barely concealed desperation. At his barely concealed desperation, and you move closer again, straddling one of his thighs, your laptop laying on the bed as you type with one hand, the other wrapped around his shaft. <laughs> Nobody's said member yet! See? Not all shafts are vents. <laughs> I'm so mad that that came back, but also so impressed. <laughs> expect it to come around like this, but I'm really happy it did. I saw the opportunity and I took it. That is fair. You also I'm impressed that she can type with one hand. I mean you while can. jerking him off. <laughs> I'd kinda like to try this to see if I can oh do my it. God. That's your homework assignment. That's my homework assignment. Thank you. <laughs> something while I'm also drinking <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're getting into more. You watch his eyes as you stroke him, each moan tightening the knot in your stomach as you grind softly against his thigh, the friction from his leg and the fabric of your panties rubbing against your clit. He was just... He was just... His cock is so thick that you can't even wrap your hand completely around the base and the most of the shaft, but what Holy you're able to... <laughs> but what you're able to do is... Seems to be enough for him because he's his one hand is twisted in the covers, the other is on your waist, his fingers pressing into your side as he tried to cling without crushing you. Tell me how it feels, you pant, grinding your hips against the metal of his body, his eyes boring into yours as he tried to hold himself back from pinning you to the bed and finishing up the diagnostics test himself. To be touched. Stephanie! He moans a gasp, leaving him when you rub your thumb against the glowing tip as you paid special attention to the head. I, I have never felt this way before. And I can't fight this feeling anymore. He stuttered. Is not His stutter is not one of technical error and is instead born of his flustered state. Please do not stop. God. You can't help but moan out from between gritted teeth, your hand off the keyboard instead on his forearm as you grind down on him, growing hotter beneath your clothes as you watch him grow closer to orgasm. Oh, he orgasms! <laughs> I'm terrified to figure out what's gonna come out. Same. He moans your name, his hand on your hip as he began to guide your hips as you rode his thigh. His hips buck against your hand as you pump him faster, the smooth material allowing your hand to glide easily, even though there was no natural lubricant he had to be close, signaled by his ragged breaths and moans. You were too. You both just needed a little more. You release his arm as you make a noise of desperation, your hand moving over the keyboard again to use the arrow keys, bringing you to what you were searching for. Only one last function to test. You lock eyes with him as your fingers hover over the enter key. You're doing so well, you praise him, squeezing the head of his cock and watching as he clenches his jaw, his eyes almost rolling back into his head. Fuck, if he got this worked up over a handjob, how would he react to sex? The very thought sends a thrill through you. Not really. No. No. <laughs> we have to test the last receptor. He opens his mouth, probably to beg you to keep going when your finger presses down on the key and his orgasm rips through him. Wait, what? The, the key is on his dick or is on the computer? Key, computer. Thank you, homie. And his dick fucking vibrates! <laughs> 
His eyes are squeezed shut as he moans for you, the vibrations beneath your palm fluctuating in intensity as he, became, as he came, pressing you closer with his hand on his hip. The vibrations became so intense in the thrall of his orgasm that they can be felt where you grind against his leg, so his whole body is vibrating. Oh, dear. And you, caught up on his moans and how absolutely gorgeous he looks as he comes. What's coming out? <laughs> What's coming out? I guess we don't get to know. Also lose your composure and come into your underwear, moaning his name as pleasure washes over you. She says Glam Rock Freddy. Just Glam Rock Freddy. This is so uncomfortable to read. When the vibrations slowly die and you're both sitting in the afterglow, you tremble as you catch your breath. Uh, um, you didn't know that he could do that. And by his now wide-eyed, shocked reaction, neither did he. Without breaking eye contact, he reaches into his chest and very carefully disconnects himself from your computer, closing up his chest before he pulls you forward to kiss you, the soft, familiar zap sending another chill up your spine, sparking the feeling of another knot in your lower stomach. Oh my god, she's horny again. Ding-dong, 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 ding-dong. I mean, we already saw his dong. <laughs> And a lot of you makes the sound of the Taco Bell. <laughs> the Taco Bell bone and hits you in the face. An alarm goes off around his wrist and he reluctantly breaks the kiss to release a heavy sigh. That is my reminder to go pick up Gregory. Right. Right. He's over at Ian's. Oh my god. You release a shaky soon. You release a shaky breath, kissing him on one last time before you get up off of him and the bed leaning on the edge of the mattress for support because uh, your knees are a little weak. Okay, uh, I'll go pick him up in a few minutes. He props himself up. He looking over his cock as the LEDs begin to fade, an internal mechanism whirs softly as he retracts into his body, hidden behind the pelvic plate as it closes. That was, uh, your faz watch rings cheerily and you pick it up off the nightstand. Gregory was calling. You let... You left Freddy. You left Freddy know that Gregory was calling before you. You breathe deeply. Just make sure you sounded calm when you answered the call. Hi, sweetheart. Mom. You hear shushing and laughter on the other end of the line, as you offer Freddy your last, Freddy your hand while he sits up. Can I sleep over at Ian's house? A quiet voice. Ian adds, "On Friday." In the background. On Friday. Friday, huh? That was only a couple of days away, and on top of Gregory getting to have fun with his friends for a night, it would give you and Freddy an opportunity to try out his newest upgrade. All night long. <laughs> Just you two? No, Dexter and Ty are going to be there. It's an early birthday party thing. Ian's voice pops up in the background to excitedly tell you, We're going to Disney World! Oh, wow. Jeez. You laugh and wish Ian an early, happy, an early happy birthday. You've known his family, the Jacksons, since Ian and Gregory were in kindergarten. They're a great family. Well, if it's all right with Ian's parents, it's all right with me. There's a celebration on the other end of the line that they try to keep away from the Fazwatch to try and hide their excitement before Gregory's voice returns again. Thanks, Mom. Of course. Oh, uh, I'll be there in about 15 minutes to pick you up, so make sure you're ready to go, okay? Okay. All right, I'm on my way. Love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Gregory ends the call and you set the faz watch back down on your nightstand. Pulled quickly into Freddy's embrace again so he could nuzzle his face against your neck. You wrap your arms around his neck and lean into him, sighing as you relax against him. 
You can only stay with him and the afterglow for another moment or two and leave behind promises of a Friday night to yourselves. <coughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Notes, bed, interior reinforced steel frame, bolted to the floor, dick out. Jesus! Ah, oh, for the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, why does it still take, like... There's, like, a... It's, like, a couple... Like, a paragraph. It... Like, chapter 36 is a paragraph. Yeah. It's, like, a little bit... It's basically, oh, he's going over to his friends. And then it's chapter 37, and I really have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're just really into the... No, I chugged, like, the rest of my water, and I'm like, (laughs) I have to pee now. (laughs) Okay, now it's recording. So what were you saying about Five Nights at Freddy's roleplay being on the table? I should not. (laughs) This actually came came about after that uh, commercial of the sexy Mr. Clean. That's how long this has been a joke. Oh, God. And so I was like, hmm, let's never, <laughs> let's never uh, roleplay any sort of sexy Mr. Clean or any sort of sexy cleaning products because that's just weird. He's terrifying. Though, I'm surprised you haven't suggested Winter Soldier. He's so serious, Nate is. <sighs> He's so serious. But it's, I don't know, it's... I honestly cannot find anyone willing to do it. They're just like, I don't understand the character. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, homie, it's not that hard. (laughs) Okay, it's kind of like that whole, you know how guys are like, they want the girl to like pretend to be like the the schoolgirl or the nun or the... yeah. I'm like, I feel like that, I feel like I understand that character. You just, just be traumatized soldier. (laughs) Shouldn't be too hard for any of you. (laughs) Just take control. (laughs) No. I I just get questions. I'm like, well, I don't get the character. I'm like, homie, I'm not casting you in a movie. Like, do you think I'm going (laughs) to just... There's no, there's no, like, audition <laughs> yet. <laughs> just, you know what? All they have to do is just dress up. Oh, that's even too difficult. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why do they sound like a bunch of chicken shits? Because they are. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, chapter 37, to love an animatronic. Is this all mine? Um, We can popcorn, because it's pretty long. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't even read it. It looks pretty long, but we can popcorn when it gets to... I know, but I totally read the, the raptor fucking, so I figured just <laughs> fucking random I mean, things was my shtick. If you want... Okay, you can popcorn to me when you want to, but you don't have to. Okay. After Gregory checks in with you, and you 
you both wish him a good night. You are now in the clear to do, well, whatever you want. Start a fire. <laughs> Burn it all! <laughs> Nerves begin to make your way... Nerves begin to make your stomach their home, and you have a few things to take care of before you head to bed. You leave Freddy in the living room to retreat to the bathroom connected to your shared bedroom to get ready. God, you wish you had nicer underwear, or maybe candles, or something to elevate the mood and make things extra romantic. You had a few days! You had a few days to what plan this. What are you this. doing? Girl, you had a few days. You try and do something, you try and do something with your hair as you look at yourself in the bathroom mirror going through a little mental checklist. Okay, you showered, you shaved, even though you were sure he didn't care whether you shaved or not. You were brushing your teeth right now. You take a deep breath, heart hammering in your chest. Maybe you could strip down now and go to him wearing nothing but his hoodie. His hoodie? He doesn't need clothes. He doesn't! <laughs> he doesn't need clothing! He's not <laughs> But it was so big that it would probably go all the way down to your ankles. You would look like you were wearing a wizard's robe. And while wizards are generally a pretty sexy concept, now wasn't the time for all that. <laughs> How short is she? I don't know. Well, he's, like, supposed to be seven feet tall. That's fair. I forgot that. <laughs> you decide that you looked nice, and with your hair corrected to your liking, you exit the bathroom. Well, it looked like Freddy had put- had the same thought about trying to make things extra romantic. When you open the bathroom door, you find that he had made the bed with the most comfortable blankets and sheets you owned. And there was a single red rose resting on one of the pillows as he fluffed the other, the creak of the door opening, catching his attention. He straightens immediately, looking at you as if you were one of heaven's angels sent to earth, seeming to remember the rose with a soft O oh, before he carefully picks it up and walks to you. <laughs> or you meet him to stand at the foot of bed. There is so much build-up to this. <laughs> it's gonna be disappointing. There is so much build-up to there's so much buildup. Just get to the fucking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like when I've had this amount of time to plan this amount of stuff. <laughs> he offers you the rose, a nervous, sweet smile on his face. I wanted to bring you something as a gift to show my affection. Thanks. You take the rose with a gentle hand, its faint sweet aroma between you as, you as you look up at him. I'm allergic to roses, so I'm gonna be sneezing everywhere. <laughs> Just snot flies everywhere. <laughs> he sticks his finger up your nose. <laughs> Nate is no stranger to <laughs> me sticking my finger up his nose. Oh my god. <laughs> I forget you've never been around. <laughs> I don't know why, but you're just compelled to do it when you're laying in a man's lap. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're just like, ah, oh, I see I could stick my finger up your nose right now and be annoying. <laughs> I don't know. I like to keep my fingers away from orifices that usually expel snot. Bro, I promise you, you will have this moment and you will look back at this conversation and you will be like, I understand it uh, all now. Fucking shit chips, right? <laughs> Uh, he had even set a little glass of water on your nightstand for it. Maybe it's for me. What if I'm thirsty? <laughs> God, you're gonna fuck him so goddamn hard. God. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, you, that was aggressive. You pull him down to your level by his bow tie. I thought that was detachable. Is, is it just is it just the bow tie? Just like, the bow tie. And kiss him. His arms soon moving to wrap around you to pull you close, returning the kiss. My hair is tickling my nose, and I keep stuttering over my words because it's distracting me. This is gonna get so bad. <laughs> Your empty hand moves to rest on his forearm as you walk backwards, guiding him to the side of the bed where you set the rose into its glass and use your now empty hands to run them over his chest as he moved to kiss down your neck, the familiar zap sending chills through your body. His hands move to your lower back and your hip as he guides you to sit back on the bed, breaking the kiss to look at you in the low light of the bedroom as your hands fiddled with the hem of your shirt, forcing yourself to look him in the eye. You pull the t-shirt up and over your head to reveal the best bra you have, the soft blue catching his eye immediately, his fans whirring softly as his eyes rake over your chest, or it's just <laughs> Adobe After Effects attempting to render, we can't decide. <laughs> it's Adobe After Effects. It's totally Adobe After Effects. He literally has Adobe Creative Cloud installed on his system. Oh god, he's gonna crash. Oh my god, he's gonna crash midway through. His dick's just gonna sputter and catch on fire. It's gonna start spinning. Oh my god. Rainbow spin. Rainbow circle. Rainbow circle. She's, she's just gonna be spinning around on his dick. That's how strong it is. It's not gonna be like spinning inside of her, it's gonna be spinning her. <laughs> what is happening? We're trying to delay the inevitable. <laughs> he removes his hat that he was wearing and sets it aside as you move back on the bed, urging him to follow. He kneels on the bed before you, one hand supporting him where he was over top of you. Yes, because that's a word. And others' fingers tracing delicate patterns up your side, your ribs, and finally your chest, taking his time as he touches you. His mouth finds your neck again, where his electric kisses send jolts of arousal through your body as he works his way down to your shoulder, nudging the bra strap out of his way as his hand finally, finally moves to squeeze your breast through the bra's cup. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. Oh my god. You make a soft noise as his fangs just barely graze against your skin, his own groan rumbling throughout your body. With a shaky hand, you reach behind yourself and undo your bra, letting it fall away from you. Why isn't he doing any work? Does it not have use of his hand? His fingers are too big. Okay, that's fair. 
Freddy's ears perk up as soon as he feels the garment come loose and leaves one last kiss before he raises his head to look down between you both. Titties. First time he's seeing titties. He's just gonna ejaculate right there. Oh my god. We don't even know if he can ejaculate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't know if she got the dick that has the cum tube in it, okay? Ooh. You could put anything in there, to be honest. This is true, but what I'm talking about is the cum tube. Yeah, I know. But I meant he could honestly cum anything. This is true. With the cum tube. So it's like, you know. Yeah. But we don't know if the tube is in it. Yes. God just, she has to refill the cum tube every time. Come here, sweetie, it's time to fill the cum tube. I'd like to bone tonight. <laughs> oh, which lubricant are we using tonight? Here, let me use the... It's banana pudding! It's, here, let me use the cherry flavor. <laughs> Give you a little treat! <laughs> I, honey, I filled my cum tube tonight because I was super in the mood, so... <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get this fast, it's food, it's so... It's kinda like performing an oil change. <laughs> It's vanilla pudding tonight, honey. <laughs> it's still cold, so we should probably get this done quick, okay? I don't care that Gregory's dance recital is in the next half hour. Quick. Maybe she can just, you know, hit her enter button and he'll just come on demand. <laughs> and then I'll be like, that's cheap, and you know it, and it'll lead to a fight. Oh, it totally will. And they'll get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> when did they get married? He <laughs> didn't. With a shaky, oh wait, I read that. His mouth is slightly agape as he takes in the sight. It's of always agape. <laughs> Just imagine it flaps in the wind. <laughs> as he takes in the sight of you, half nude beneath him, he wastes no time lowering his face to your chest. I thought Potato walked in, but it was just a shadow of your foot. My foot. Taking one of your breasts carefully between his teeth and biting softly, coaxing a moan from you. He basically rips off your entire boob. Oh my god, ow! <laughs> <laughs> he, dra he drags your nipple carefully between his teeth. Your body burning hot in contrast to his cool metal exterior, prompting goosebumps to rise on your flesh wherever you touch. It's kind of like fucking Edward. Oh my god. <laughs> Except metal. <laughs> oh no! He was like a rock. You know. <laughs> you grind your hips against him as he drags his teeth lower, leaving a trail of electric kisses down your stomach. He doesn't have lips. He has no lips. As He's his just... hands move over to your hips. His claws against your skin as he hooks his thumbs over the waistband of the bottoms you had been wearing. I'm still wearing them. They're not off yet. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not past tense. You are so beautiful. You shiver as you let him take your bottoms off and they were quickly discarded so he could hold you in a single hand and move you up the bed effortlessly as he loomed over top of you. This is the Freddy. 
I am so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I, I need to find one for the... Looking at you with lidded eyes before returning to biting your neck, desperate to hear you moan for him again. Your heart hammers as he bites down softly, able to fit nearly your entire throat between his teeth, and knowing that he could crush you at any moment if he wanted to makes you so goddamn wet. <laughs> <laughs> your reaction was funnier than what I just said. <laughs> you grind your hips against him, your legs wrapped around his waist as he grinds back, his own deep groaning gracing your ears. One of his hands is on your lower back, and he's able to arch you with a single hand, pressing you flush to him as you ground against each other. Wow, this is going so well, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> as he bites you. Your panties are almost uncomfortably wet, and when you stutter his name to ask him to take them off, he moans against your skin. He immediately complies with your request, pulling you up with him as he sits back up. The display of raw strength forcing the knot in your stomach to tighten. He supports you with one hand as his other drags your panties down your thighs, a string of arousal connecting you to them. Gross. Ugh. He lays you down gently, his breathing heavy despite the fact that he didn't need to breathe at all. Nope. Eyes glued to your pink, glistening sex. Of course, we had to use that one. You lean up, kissing along the lightning bolt on his chest, while your hand finds his, guiding it between your legs, prompting him to touch you. His body shudders when his finger comes into contact with your folds, and he retracts his claw to avoid the risk of hurting you. Thank you. How, Thanks how... for retracting your claw. That's, that's so thoughtful. <laughs> Oh, he swipes wetness from your dripping holes and spread it across your clit. <laughs> Sounds so scientific. <laughs> from me, out <laughs> of the story. The usually cold metal of his fingertip warmed from your body heat as he moves in circles, a sly smile on his face as he watches you breathe a trembling moan. He has very clearly done his research with his newly acquired internet access. How many hours of porn did he watch? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> like 12 hours a day. <laughs> the longer he rubs you, the less you're able to focus on anything but grinding against his teasing hand. Your own hand moving down the smooth metal of his chest to his hip, pressing your palm on his pelvic plate. He presses into your touch, his hand faltering for a moment as his barely moved from, <coughs> excuse me, from your clit to just barely, barely press into your opening. Freddy, please just, I, I do not want to hurt you. If you get too rough, I'll tell you. You pan, pulling yourself together. Dear Lord. Can I'm gonna popcorn to you because I need oh, a drink of my water. Oh, Not God. in relation to this. I was going to sneeze. Which part were you at? Uh, I'm at 
I'm at, I do not want to hurt you. That's obviously in oh, okay. If you get, you said, if you get too rough, I'll tell you, you pant, pulling yourself close together enough to look up at him with your cheeks hot, pupils blown, blown wide. I promise. Your <clears throat> promise doesn't only convince him, it seems, because he, you can feel it, his internal mechanisms shifting as his pelvic plate moves to release his cock, falling warm and heavy in your palm. But it's made out of metal. It's made out of, it has a metal internal thing, but it's covered in like a flesh, like a silicone exterior. That still wouldn't be warm. It's warm from the inside. I don't know how. Maybe he has like a little heater in there. Oh, that could have been part of the upgrades. It could have been. He just barely begins to press his finger into you, which was about the width of almost three human fingers. What? 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 <laughs> That's one finger. That's one finger. How big is his hand then? Rip. <laughs> Rip. Oh Rip. God. Rip that cervix. And that vagina. I am getting ripped. Rip. Oh my god. <laughs> oh dear lord. She's gonna have a bruised cervix. She just is. She gonna feel that tomorrow. She's gonna feel it for more than tomorrow. <laughs> yes. That is true. Okay. I'm sorry. Three human fingers and twice as long. <laughs> Hold on. Homie. Hold on, you have to add an, add, add, just got it. Oh, that's a fourth finger. Hello, I'm Cyan, I can't fucking count. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's gonna reach your fucking intestine, man. Oh my God, it's gonna, Jesus. Oh my god. Rearranging your guts takes a new meaning in this story. <laughs> um, as you begin to stroke him, the heat up in your core soon became unbearable as he began to pump his finger in and out of you. You rock your hips down on his finger and force it deeper inside you with the next motion of his wrist and you cry, and you cry out, squeezing his cock in your hand. I think her, Stephanie's vagina is going to be deeper than Jenna's at this point. Impossible. <laughs> he moans your name, hips running against your hand as his own motions got slightly rougher inside of you, bringing you so, so close to the edge when his finger just barely grazes your G-spot. Fuck. <laughs> Rolling your hips as you picked up your motions where you pumped him, your own wetness dripping down his finger and your thighs pooling out in the sheets beneath you. I can't, Freddy. I need more. You gasp as he suddenly withdraws his finger from you. His hand leaves you for a moment before one what moves. What was that sound of voice? I don't know. Your hip. I was trying to be funny. Okay. To grip your hip and hold your leg up with his thumb, his other hand moving to, to hold his now hard member. Oh, there it was! <laughs> Finally. The head grow, glowing a bright blue 
as he looked down at you, shaking in anticipation as you looked up at him from your position on the bed. Your heart was pounding just as it had the first time you had met him, only now your heart races for a far, far different reason. Your sex throbs as you watch him carefully press the head to you, where he hesitates for only a moment, his eyes flickering up to yours as he waits for your approval. You nod, a furious blush, not hot on your cheeks, as he finally began to sink slowly into you. Fuck, he's big. The stretch is amazing as he presses into you, his eyes screwing shut as as he struggled to keep his composure. His jaw clenches as your body struggled to take him completely, your moans and whimpers eating away at his resolve, awakening something new in him. The already tight band inside of you was already close to snapping, your orgasm just barely out of reach as the burn of stretching around his cock begins to fade, and, and you adjust to him as he sinks most of the way into you, Popcorn Saya. <laughs> I have to give you the good part. Thank you. The, that is it, Starlet. <laughs> I'm really struggling there. Good job. Just take it just like that. Good, ah, good girl. I just imagine him having no emotion during this. God. His praise comes in pants as he struggled to form words, and he shifts as he moves to hover over you again, one of his hand on the headboard, the other caressing you, your side, your breast, as he kissed your cheek sweetly, nuzzling the side of your head with his mouth as he ground. What else was he gonna kiss you with? His dick. His dick. <laughs> as he groaned, his cock twitching inside of you. You're not sure if it's an accident or instincts that take over, but when he draws his hips backwards and feels how your inner walls clamp down and squeeze around him, warm and wet and perfect, too many ands in there, you watch something in him momentarily snap. His sanity. His absolute <laughs> fucking sanity. That's our sanity. Yeah. The beautiful moan that leaves him almost falls on deaf ears as his hand holds you firmly in place, his hips pulling his cock almost completely out of you before ramming back in at full force. Oh, God. <gasps> Ow. Ouch. Almost eight? Oh, <laughs> no, All eight inches. Oh, too soon. <laughs> not, not there yet. No. <laughs> the sudden action forcing a loud moan from you as you were so suddenly filled. Stephanie, oh, oh, stars and stripes. <laughs> he moans above you as he sets his pace, leaving you clinging to the sheets for dear life as he began to ravage you, joining you as you cried out, trying to roll your hips in harmony with his own as you rapidly approached your orgasm, even though his pace seemed impossible to match. Never, never try to match, okay? Darling listeners, if you're of age. His hand moves from keeping you in place to cup your face and tangle your fingers, entangle his fingers in your hair as he dipped down to kiss you, allowing you the time to wrap your arms around his neck. <coughs> Got a lot of mucus all of a sudden. 
When you arch into him, the head of his cock rubs against your G-spot. Do we say cock with a really annoying Minnesota accent? Cock. Do I? Cock. My accent is much more annoying than yours. Say it one more time. Cock. I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> I kind of hear it, just like that little twinge of it, but I was like, what if that just totally ruins <laughs> this when I'm saying it to other people? Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> against your G-spot, just right as he began to practically pound into you, and the intensity combined with his deep velvet moans send you toppling over the edge, and you come around him, breaking the kiss to moan out his name as you clung to him desperately. There's no kiss. He doesn't have lips. He doesn't. He watches you come undone and can feel it around him and feel you wrapped around him, spasming and so, so good. He grips the headboard tightly. It's gonna break, moving up the bed slightly as he fucked you harder. His entire length now pumping in and out of you with lewd, wet sounds filling the room surrounding your moans, surrounding his. You're burning from the inside out, your body twitching as a second orgasm has begun to build already. A sound of surprise falling from you when his gentle caress melts away and his hand moves down your body, moving underneath you and forcing your back to arch, your legs wrapping around his waist. I didn't know we came out of that position as he ruts desperately against you. Then he growls above you. Tears pinprick your eyes as his cock penetrated you over and over again. Yes, that is what is happening here. Thank you for explaining that. The intense stretch and its accompanying pain melting into nothing but pleasure as he practically split you in two. That still doesn't feel good. <laughs> his hand that has moved to hold your lower back up in an arch holds you at the perfect position to allow... The head of his dick to graze your G-spot with every thrust, your mouth's becoming screams, I feel like I already read this, your hands clinging to whatever you could reach as you come undone again. He fucks you through your orgasm, his grunts and growls above you, only feeling, <laughs> feeling that lustful dumpster fire, let's never call anything that, Yeah. in your brain as your eyes roll back into your head, overstimulation building in your gut. You twitch and squirm beneath him, struggling to catch your breath, as he just kept going. <laughs> Using his grip on you to move your body up and down as he got closer to his end. He fills you with another thrust, and a second, a third, a fourth. Are we able to count? <laughs> she is able to count. I guess. I love you. Oh no, never say that during that. Don't I? His half-growl, half-moan catches you completely off-guard as he fucked you into the mattress. Sudden, powerful vibrations against your G-spot as he milked his orgasm for all it was worth. You're completely incomprehensible as you cry out what could be his name and please for him to keep going as you come for a third time. A fire in your gut, your inner walls twitching and convulsing. Your hard nipples moving against the smooth metal of his chest as he pressed you close, his cock buried to the hilt inside you. The vibrations die down in waves before they stop completely, his fans working overtime as you gasp for air beneath him, a hot, drooling mess. So sexy. 
Fuck, fuck. He, you had no idea he could be so rough. But oh, you like it. That's not even that rough here. <laughs> the both of you lay entwined as you cling to him, and he holds you close while your heart tries to calm in your chest. He must come to the realization that he had lost himself and gotten carried away in the heat of the moment, and he very carefully sets you down on the bed. Was I off the bed? I, I, guess. I guess. I guess. I guess he was. Uh, <laughs> We're just floating. Just floating. Midair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He calls your name softly and you lazily open your eyes as you lay limp to look up at him. His ears are pinned back slightly as he looks over you, worriedly, carefully pulling out of you as his hand worriedly brushes a lock of hair out of your face. Oh, is he worried? I apologize. I, I do not know what came over me. Are you okay? There's your sweet Freddy bear. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. You're unable to speak at the moment. The hay is of the aftermath of several intense orgasms, leaving a sort of fog over your brain. You do, however, manage a shaky thumbs up to try and convince him that you were fine. But because he is, you know, him, he still worries anyway kissing your forehead softly while his hand traced carefully over your still trembling body. I don't think that's ever going to be an actual thing that a man does. <laughs> They're just like, oh, let me test that I did well enough. Stand up and try to walk. Seriously. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> he thought it was a lie, so then I tried to stand up and fell over. Oh my god. <laughs> Did he apologize at least? No! <laughs> God. <laughs> no! Wow. I mean, he, he just can't really help it. Nick's a floor fucker. Cut <laughs> that out! That's terrible! Just keep reading! <laughs> You swallow dryly, and he hands you a bottle of water from beside your bedside table. Is it on the floor? It was in his chest cavity. Oh, God. Moving your hair out of your way, you sit up and take a drink. I, you set the bottle aside. Looking up at his wide, caring eyes, he carefully ran his thumb over the faint marks his teeth had left on your neck. I love you, too. She just has bear bites all over her neck. Oh God. <laughs> she goes into work and they're like, were you mauled by a bear? Oh no, it's just my boyfriend. <laughs> this would work if this was a, a gay male relationship. It would. <laughs> His ears perk up and he looks at you in amazement as he lets it sink in that you, you, He's already let it sink in, man. Like, <laughs> how much more can sink? I don't know. He they shift. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Ken. It's almost over. You moan softly against his mouth. Oh, we he pulls you gently into his arms, kissing you as your arms wrapped around him to press your chest to his again. You moan softly in his mouth, slowly leaning back and pulling him with you. 
his hand returning to press against the mattress to support him as his cock drags over your thigh, beginning to glow softly again. <laughs> Imagine if that was also how human men became turned on by dick just starting <laughs> I mean, it would be easier to, like, just point that out in public. It just, would be. Why do you have this awkward boner in the middle of public? It's, just, it's like, just neon bright. <laughs> oh You're just like, hmm. They'd have to make men's blackout pants. They would. It's your turn to kiss down his jaw, his low moan beside your ear reawakening twinges of arousal in your lower stomach. Stephanie, you should rest, he sighs, leaning into your touch when your hands trail down his body again. Your body needs a moment to recover. His free hand moves to caress your breast again, squeezing softly as he let you run his hand, your hands over him. He's right. After that, you probably do need a moment to recover, especially because you, uh, your legs were trembling and very uncooperative at the moment. You kiss his chest before laying back on the pillows beneath him, looking up to find him watching you with, a, with the softest, tender gaze. Your heart flutters as you pull him back to you, where he presses his face to the marks on your neck that were sure to become bruises by morning. You lay like this together until Freddy is sure that you won't exhaust yourself during round two, exchanging soft kisses and touches until you grind your hips against him and the both of you are ready to go again. And this continues well into the night, a thunderstorm raging overhead as he made love to you practically all night long. Dear Lord. So I read ahead a little bit just to kind of get a grasp on what happened, so... Basically, we get a full explanation on the Andersons. Apparently, John and Diane were criminals. Ah! John was embezzling funds. Um, he and Diane fled the country with $2 million, even though that's not quite enough to, like... No. ...do the whole flee the country thing. No. They were caught in Florence. They were jailed. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a confrontation between Diane and Stephanie... And it goes into that, like, a year passes, Freddie, Stephanie, and Gregory are living in their house. They've renovated it. It's their little home, and they live happily ever after. Wow. The end. This was honestly one of the worst things I have ever found in my life. It's just... I feel like I've really outdone myself with this one. The thing is, it's like... One, I'm not gonna shame people if they like Freddie Fazbear and all that shit. I'm not even shaming that part. Um, I just hate the fact that it's like almost verbatim events in the game happen in this, and it's like you could have taken us to after the game. And you could have like shown, you know, you find Freddie and Gregory after they get out of the pizza plex and you're doing something and then you come up with just I don't know something that just anything <laughs> I feel like with any other character even if it was a character I liked I still wouldn't like this type of reader insert yeah it's very annoying 
It's because it's, again, it verbatim takes dialogue from the game itself. It treats it like it's the game versus just kind of... I don't like reader's persona. Yeah. I feel like it's not relatable. It's too altruistic mm-hmm. and too, like, very good. It's so long that it can't even be considered a one-shot. Mm-hmm. So it's like most reader inserts that I prefer are just one shot. So like quick glim- glimpses into a short amount of time. Oh yeah, and usually, and if someone wants to continue with that same type of reader and the same relationship with the character, they can create other little one shot stories. Yeah, I actually follow multiple writers on Tumblr who do that. Oh yeah, same. And um, there's some like really good ones out there. There are! I actually have one for you, Saya. Oh my god. Maybe a few, because they are kind of short. I actually found this really good writer on Tumblr who I wanted to share with you before I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually ended up contacting her because I found her channel after we read some like really terrible nonsense. Um, and I was like, she's doing the Lord's work for me! Yes! <laughs> but... I'm just going to link you to her page. That sounds good, but that is kind of what we have for this part of... God, this was long. But thank you for listening. I mean, I'm sure we're going to cut out a bunch of stuff. Obviously, we're going to cut out a bunch of stuff, but thanks for listening in on this Valentine's Day special. I know it's nothing like the Ted Bundy X-Reader, but... Oh my god, (laughs) no one can outdo Ted Bundy X-Reader! We can't outdo that! (laughs) We are sorry. We came out of the gates too strong. We're on the plane. Just wanted to make a few new friends. You plan on staying. When you're with us, the party never ends. You might look at me and think you're going crazy. I lost it long ago. You're my little baby. Can't wait to meet you.